He's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Oregon, the Rock of Talk on AM600, K-I-B-A, BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 500, right here in the Kiva. Glad to be here with uh, you and yours here on this uh, burning Thursday afternoon. Everybody, I'm surprised your, uh, so many houses burning down, I'm surprised your house hasn't burned down, according to the news. Like, you know, calamities of calamities, it's all seem- seemingly happening uh, right here in uh, Nuevo Mexico, but we told you yesterday there's 430-odd fires throughout the rest of the country, and many of you guys probably visited the website and checked it out and uh, probably liked that, that we give you the additional information to sort of put it all in perspective. Don't forget Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. You can podcast us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and why not app us directly at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Or how about the best? You can get everything all in one nice little email at rockoftalk.chat. You get TV, you get you get the podcast, you get the notes. It's just like the, the dumbed down or the smartened up version, uh, depending upon your perspective of uh, what you like. We've got a big show uh, here on this uh, beautiful Thursday afternoon, and a uh, little is hot, right? Feels good. I like it, and I'm certainly uh, sure many of you guys are starting to feel the heat. The heat is on. 82 degrees here uh, in the metro area this afternoon. So it's going to be a lot hotter everywhere else. Las Vegas, 93. Phoenix, Arizona, a breaching over the 100-degree mark. So there we are. We're uh, peaking into summer. Uh, D-Dot Musk, hour one, a little fun. How are you, sir? I am well, Eddie. Uh, caught me uh, caught me a little unawares here, to use a Chicago term. I was working on uh, downloading the <clears throat> Q&A responses from our two Congressional candidates for the Republican nomination for CD1, their answers, both of them were supplied to me, and they're going to be, I'm lining them up on our Substack platform, rockoftalk.chat. You will have all those answers tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a subscriber. Yep, there you go. You get all the answers, and that's the way that it works. Oh, how do you like my Atari shirt? Isn't that cool? Oh, sweet. So my, first, uh, my, my first gaming platform was an Atari 400. I was a a gaming fiend on the uh, Pac-Man, Pac-Man fever, driving me crazy. Drove you crazy, drove your parents crazy. My dad actually spent the money uh, and uh, went to, I can't, I think it was a place called Circuit City or uh, maybe it was a place, whatever preceded Circuit City. And we, uh, I think they have Total Wine there now. And that's where we bought our Atari 400. I think it was like $300, $300 that my parents didn't have. But we played it until our fingers bled. Uh, you know, most people played their guitars. My, my dad and I, and especially on a Friday night after we watched a little Miami Vice in the 80s, played a little Atari 400. Um, let's jump into it, uh, shall we? Education flailing. A lot of comments back from uh, Rebecca Dow's interview yesterday. I thought that was uh, really good. And uh, given that they were Dowd's questions, uh, uh, Dowd, Dowd on Dowd, Skagnetti on Skagnetti. Uh, here we go. My new I'm book, gonna... Muska on Muska. <laughs> Muska on Muska. There it is. I'm going to let Dowd uh, take the first uh, shots. They're not going to be kind, uh, but hey, you know what? When you answer late and, uh, you know, Dowd is raw. He was sending me text messages and I'm like, oh my, wow. Um, you know, there's the uh, too hot, too cold, um, you know, the, the, the peace porch. All of that stuff was there and Dowd just like flying our way text after text after comment after comment about his thoughts on Rebecca Dow. So I thought I would offer him since he took the time to put the questions together to go ahead and give him his two cents in on 
Rebecca Dow's interview. Uh, Dion Musk, go ahead. Wow, where, where to begin, uh, young man? Um, well, I would, I would, I would start parenthetically by saying that Michelle Garcia Holmes got her questions in before the deadline. She wasn't too uh, tired. Uh, I will say to uh, Representative Dow, I believe it was one of the Warner brothers. It might have been Harry Warner or Jack Warner. Um, Self-pity is not box office. So uh, when you're whining about being too busy to answer questions, that's probably not a probably not a good way to pitch yourself as a tough candidate uh, in, in the gubernatorial race. Going up against someone who is, Eddie and I com- are on completely on the same page, is a is a steamroller of political power and force and she will, savviness. She will own you. She will own you. I mean, she, she's I, – I, I hate to say – people might hate me for saying this, but I do respect people on the left. They know what they believe. They know how to play the game, and they kick the tar out of most people, you know, yep. conservative, libertarian, centrist. Uh, they know exactly what they're about. They know exactly how to fight the, uh, fight the war they're fighting. They've read Sun Tzu. They've forgotten more about Sun Tzu than their enemies will ever know. Uh, and uh, that's not to praise uh, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. I think she's been a terrible governor. I have zero intention of voting for her. Oh, yeah, but um, if you, we, need a, we need a monster to go up against a monster. Um, and, uh, you know, you can't beat something with nothing. I guess, Eddie, I would just, I, you know, the, the, the self-pity is not great. Um, the, the attacks on Ron Ketty would have been a lot better talking about why she's a better candidate more than tearing down Ron Ketty. And, you know, I, I've said from day one, I really never see myself voting for Ron Ketty until we got those answers. Uh, the Ron right. Ketty campaign, yep. unlike the Dow campaign, actually got their answers in uh, on time. And, and they um, weren't one word like uh, Greg Zanetti. Greg, <laughs> Greg, I mean, I have... I don't know if I could be more complimentary of a candidate than I have been. I think you would agree with that, uh, D-Doubt Musk, uh, Dow 3000, of uh, how incredibly complimentary I've been of uh, one Greg Zanetti. Is that fair to say? Completely fair to say. Completely okay. fair to say. I mean, um, I mean, I mean, I've been on his side. I think I've cheerleaded a little bit. Uh, you know, I've probably taken even the hat off. I've had some emotional moments. But um, I don't know that those emotional moments are worth the one-word answers that we received in, in exchange for that. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I said Friday, and I, I couldn't believe it, the words were coming out of my mouth, but the, the Ronchetti door is not closed for me anymore. That door yep. is open. I am actually open to voting for him in the general. Obviously, I'm not a Repu- registered Republican. I can't vote in the primary. But uh, those were strong, strong answers, uh, yep. extremely strong answers. And I was very impressed. Well, he with- won. He won going away. Four and a half <laughs> to uh, J-Blocks three to Zanetti's two and uh, no numbers on the board for well, there's no numbers for Ethel anywhere. I don't know why she's in the race. And then, there, of course, there's Rebecca Dow. Well, I, you know, I love all the pro-life stuff. And, I do, you know, too. I do and, too. Yeah, I'm all about that. That's great. If but, Ethel wants know. me to send her five bucks for the pro-life cause in New Mexico, yeah, I, I will do it. All but, uh, Governor, eh, um, the in, in the late 1990s, there was a bit of a scandal about foreign money going into the Bill Clinton campaign, oh, the, the election campaign yeah, in 1996. Yeah. You may remember, mm. uh, I think a Charlie Tree was one of the yeah, names. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yep. There might have been a Wu or a Wong. I'm not being racist. I just, there were people from, from East Asia. Al Gore named said, Wong. What, what do you yes. want? To, what's Wong with Wong? Al Gore said at one point that he, he didn't know anything about the money because he had drink, he had uh, guzzled a lot of iced tea that day mm-hmm. and was going to the bathroom a lot. And, and a Tennessee I, lemonade, as they call it. Exactly. And I couldn't help but think of that when Rebecca Dow said, literally, this is a quote, maybe I was in the bathroom, close quote, when the Energy Transition <clears throat> Act was being voted on. Uh, well, probably- I did some research, Dow. I'm, I'm glad that you decided to go ahead and come to the table with that. It was uh, waiting for you to arrive at this particular place with this stuff. Oh, by the way, uh, 
Elon Musk has agreed to purchase Albuquerque, New Mexico for $75 in food stamps <laughs> and three fentanyls. Uh, that is, that is, that's the funniest thing I've heard this year. <laughs> text of the week. <laughs> text of the year. Text of the, text of the century. Let me, uh, let me lay this on you. A little uh, deeper dive, if you will, into all this. Uh, let's get into um, <clears throat> the webcast of the ETA vote. Did you know that there was a webcast? Do you know they have webcasts of votes? Yes, they do. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen this? Uh, no, I have not seen that particular vote. No. Well, there's a webcast, Dowd Muska. There's a web where you could actually watch the people. It's like surveillance of your, of your, of your senators and your representatives, and you're like did he go to the bathroom and we kind of got into an uncomfortable spot where i was like i don't want to know how long you went to the restroom come on come on girl come on come on girl dow cast a vote on a floor amendment three minutes before the final vote on the eta hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Dow cast a vote on a floor amendment Three minutes before the final vote. It was a time debate. Then they had three hours. Okay. And everyone knew the final vote was coming. Then, uh, you know what she did on it? She walked. She walked on the vote. So I asked for an explanation. She's like, I don't know where I was. I was here. I was there. I was everywhere. You know, yeah. Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss. Where, where, where were you? Yeah. <laughs> There's a, uh, you got to really kind of figure out the other votes that she's walked on in all of this. Okay. The tax increase bill. Where was uh, Rebecca Dow there? How about uh, the free college tuition bill? Both in the committee and on the floor. We know she has a friendship with Dan Hockman of Hill. Okay. So that's just for starters, folks. We're just kind of digging into it. And I got to tell you, I was on first, on first pass, right? On first pass. I think I did a very good job of grilling her, but I was also very fair. And then at the very same time, I think more than that, I think I also did a very good job of engaging her on the positive points of of her. But then, you know, I don't have the wherewithal to kind of do the Dow 3000 work and the interview at the same time. So I'm like, boom, 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 like both, both ways back. And we're like, no one's that good. I'm good. I'm not that good, and nobody is. So that's where we're at, folks, and uh, we'll continue to follow up on this. Any final points there on? Uh... Oh, oh, I, I have a few. The question about one of the things, frankly, that I'm very impressed about, and you will subscribers will be able to read this tomorrow from Michelle Garcia Holmes and Luis Sanchez. The question that I asked at the state level, I also asked at the federal level for our federal candidates: name, you know, conservative politicians and aspiring politicians boy do they love to talk about big government when they get in office they never seem to vote against big government i asked name three departments agencies programs that you want to eliminate in office and i will say that those two congressional candidates listed some specific programs and i'm impressed with both of their answers on that question when you asked rebecca dow that question she pulled a sarah palin uh and she said oh there's just so many it's hard to choose but she couldn't come up with any. If there's so many, you'd think there would be. She said some made some sort of half-hearted effort about MVD, uh, Motor Vehicle Division, um, yeah. uh, which was you know very very weak. Uh, she said there was an office of gun violence and an office of climate change. Yeah, yeah. What, what about? Uh, I can that? find no evidence of either existence uh, of those agencies. Oh, here I am, um, dumbfounded, just uh, asking asking whether or not that actually exists, and you're telling me now that 
those committees don't exist. Yes, uh, those entities. Wow. Now, there is a climate change she, she task create, force. Did she create these committees like out of thin air? <laughs> yeah. Like on the show? Uh, yeah, EMNRD, uh, which is uh, um, Energy, Minerals, Natural Resources Department, does have a climate change task force. But usually those, I, I got to look, dig into it. They're not big million-dollar bureaucracies. They're a bunch of just people who get together and you know recommend policy. So I got to dig into that. I could find no evidence of an office of gun violence. Eddie, you brought up a couple of your own questions. The fact that she didn't know how much money was raised by the personal income tax well no a, no I, no no i didn't say raise i said <laughs> wow we've got a loose interpretation doubt we've so we're so entrenched in the swamp of new mexico that that literally even dowd musca after looking at this is like eventually you just start saying in the nomenclature ah, uh, yeah the state of new mexico is raising this like it's a raffle or they're selling chocolate bars you know <laughs> they're raising i, I don't fault him for that i mean how could you not it's like I, I gotta tell you, if you don't know the amount of the take for the income tax, you cannot repeal the income tax. Yeah. You don't have a plan. You don't know what it takes to replace it. That is money that's imperative to the functioning of the state of New Mexico. And it is $1.8 billion. And it's not that hard, if, especially if you're a legislature, uh, legislator. And she did not answer that particular question. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, and, and one of the major revenue sources for the indigenously raised tax revenue in, in New Mexico. So to not know that, uh, kind of big. Uh, b Eddie, big backpedaling on Spaceport America. Quote, I am I'm not a fan of Virgin. Quote, I am not defending Virgin. Uh, she has been a retweeter of Virgin Galactic as far back as I can remember. How many retweets do we get? I mean, I, it's, it's gone for years she's been doing this. Uh, and then she, she got into that whole spiel that she always gives about how the space industry is, is growing here. Yes, it's, a, um, it's, it's the future. I will, I will show. Okay. In 2008, in aerospace products and parts manufacturing, this is NAICS. 3345. That's the National uh, Industry Classification System, North American Industry Classification System. It's used by the Canadian government, the United States federal government, Mexico. Aerospace, aerospace products and parts manufacturing, 2008, the state of New Mexico, 2,586 jobs. What do you think it was uh, the average in the first three quarters of 2021? Uh, was it, was it more than 2,586 or less than 2,586. 12 jobs. It was 630, uh, okay? 2,586 to 630. Uh, her claim that it's rising is either complete ignorance or an out-and-out -out lie. Uh, the line about, oh, let, let's go ahead and sell this spaceport, but let's sell it at market rates. Um, Wait, is there a market rate? 75 for, bucks and a, few, and, and a few fentanyl. Yeah, that, 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 might, that, that might go for I, I literally <laughs> asked her about, because I knew George Munoz or Jorge Jorge Munoz, right, the uh, yeah. Democrat from Gallup, right? Yep. Yep. He, he tried to, he tried, he made an effort. Uh, and really then, and then, you know, what you hear from her language, she has the language of a typical Republican state legislator who didn't know much about government, went to Santa Fe and was immersed in the swamp of Santa Fe. She repeatedly oh, you mean said, like a Janice Arnold Jones. She repeatedly said things like investment. Mm. That is a left-wing term. Right. Yeah. We use subsidy, conservatives mm. and libertarians, okay? That's right. spending other people's money on someone else. She repeatedly used the word investment. She also whined about how we're volunteer legislators. That is not at all the case. They are paid a per diem. Per diem. Uh, and, and it's, it's kind of a that. de facto.
facto salary. I did say per diem. Yeah. Yep, you did. You did. That's did. right. Yeah. Uh, whined, as they always do, about how we don't have staff. Uh, we have to review thousands of bills. Yeah, the um, lobbyist things. The thousands right. of bills. How many bills were actually introduced? Dowd? This last session, it was not thousands. It was a 600 <laughs> and something. So it wasn't thousands. Um, it, it's a lot, but it wasn't thousands. And the whining about, uh, well, we need lobbyists there to explain the bills to us. Quote, those are the folks who kind of inform us. Sweetheart, those are the people, the last people you should be listening to. Those are the people who go to Santa Fe to loot the state fisc, okay? Yeah. You should yeah. keep those people out of your office to be defending these people. First of all, she didn't even understand the question, which was, should tax revenue at local government, state government levels be used to fund the legislature to spend more on government? Should government revenue be using be used to lobby for more government? She right. didn't even understand the question, which is pretty, pretty sad. Uh, and I will just end it with um, two final points. She said, absolutely, yes, critical race theory should be banned. And I feel like I'm speaking for the J Block campaign right now. I don't work for J Block. You voted for critical race theory, Rebecca Dow. Okay, it was called the Black Education Act, a bit of racism enshrined into our law, sponsored by the crook, Cheryl William Stapleton. Okay, the grifter, the educrat grifter. Called, uh, the woman that referred to our governor as the Mexican on the fourth floor. You mean Indeed. that Cheryl William yes, Stapleton? Yes, the, the, the racist. Are you talking about uh, the Cheryl yes. uh, William Stapleton that walked off with piles of money? Uh, <laughs> Tried to loot every William single Stapleton dollar. That literally <laughs> had... She literally had the Albuquerque Police Department SWAT yes. team in front of her house. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and uh, she was sitting there. Call in me her, now. Call me now. So we have a wonderful picture of her from one of the local network affiliates sitting in her front yard in her muumu, uh, reading the search warrant as as all the law enforcement officials are are going around uh, her house. So that's what you supported, Rebecca Dow. And I don't work for J Block, but J Block is right to point this out. Uh, and then final. Uh, the 77 points of physical contact for the insane sprawl yeah. of our government university mm. education complex. So much sprawl. She said, oh, that's a lot, but we're rural. Okay, we're rural. So that means that we should have a, an endless empire of government educrats at, in higher education who really aren't professors. I have files on many, many of them. They're liberal activists. Ugh. You should be leading the charge. If you're some great conservative, Rebecca Dow, you should be leading the charge against the university system, not defending it and saying, well, we're rural. That's why we have so many points of contact. Uh, Eddie, I w you you know the text I sent you. I was I was out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, you were. I, I To be fair... She earned this level of criticism directly from you. You gave her the questions. And to be fair to you, and I'm a fair guy, I think I've shown myself to be completely even on both ends. At the yes. end of the day, for our audience, I just want to let you know, all I want is the win. All I want is Michelle Lujan Grisham out of office. Okay. I'm going to be absolutely fair. Okay. I've worked my ass off. Run for state party chair. Yep. I run for mayor. I run for CD one, despite All the true. fat that uh, fat piece of uh, bubble chewed bubblegum. Uh, uh, Mark Moore's, and then the Republican Party sticking in. And I may or may not have a bone to pick with Kim Skaggs, who decided to or may not have decided. We'll get to the bottom of that whole thing to see whether or not that was set up. And you know, I just haven't had the I. I'm like the guy in Heat, uh, Robert De Niro's character, who eventually will get around to you. Just give me enough time. I will definitely focus on you at some point. And, you know, the long and the short of it is, to be fair, I let her into the Kiva. I gave her the questions. She got the grilling. She answered some interesting questions that I did not. I was like, okay, you want to talk about questions about your income, where it comes from? 
Dow Technologies, all this kind of stuff. Uh, you want to go ahead and supply me with uh, 468 pages of ethics complaint? Uh, we're actually the one group. Yeah, no, not the real Grandy Foundation. Paul is very lazy. Okay. Extremely. Dow Dow works for Paul. Paul is very very. Lazy. You see Dow uh, Dow? Did you see that email where uh, Paul is plugging his radio show? Oh, you said, yeah, I did see. You said did you see that? I was like, oh my god, we're getting to the guy. So so Paul guessing is losing even more hair along with his bow tie <laughs> weirdo. Who knows what that guy does? I every single time I uh, think of the guy that works for him. Oh, the constipated creep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I no. I always think of that line where. The guy is sitting in the cab uh, with uh, Kevin Spacey sitting in the back seat, and Brad Pitt turn, leans over to his left and says, like, what do you do all day? Do you just, like, turn around and just do this in your feces? And you guys know the, the actual line. Like, I literally think that, you know. Yeah. Like, that's creepy, the kind of Creepy stuff. little dude, yes. Yeah, creepy. They're the, they're the creep level is very high. So I think we've been def- been absolutely fair. Rebecca had a good, I think, 36-hour run in all of this. You know, but it doesn't take Eddie, a whole... Eddie, you, you, listen, you, unlike I think a lot of... Either... I battled you. I battled oh. you. I said, you know what? I don't care what Dowd says. I got to go ahead and have her on. And then I, I said, okay, well, I had Dow in, and then I got to have Dowd on. You know, I'm, I'm really, I'm a great referee. I, really I, think, I think a lot of uh, people in the media, if we, we gave you, what, five or six days to answer, you chose not to answer. We contacted you directly to your private email the fact that after the fact you were whining and wanted to get back on, I thought a lot of, I think a lot of people would not have let her. You let yeah. her, and once she well, came in, you were extremely respectful. Three um, days, three days of texting. She texted me, and I didn't, I didn't text her back. You know, and, and, and right like, now, even as we speak, I'm putting word for word errors, a couple of errors in both Luis Sanchez's and Michelle Garcia Holmes' uh, responses. You will see Earl, that on the website tomorrow. Earl, Earl did fair, you send the questions? Did you fair, send the answers fair. to Dow? Did you send the uh, the answers to Dowd Earl? Neither one of them whined. Neither uh-huh. one of them said that's an unreasonable deadline, and both of them beat the deadline substantially. Yep, yep, there you go. Yeah, um, you know, one of the things I can't forgive Michelle Garcia Holmes is she is extremely backhanded. So, but I will be very even with her and her answers. I do not like Michelle Garcia Holmes. I think she is a terrible human being. I think she is a horrible two faced individual. Um, but I, as many people know, I will give her the benefit of the doubt within the, uh, and if Louis Sanchez, Louis Sanchez was texting me doubt and Louis was like, well, I gotta, I'm like, uh, Louis, I'm not going to do anything with you until I get my uh, questions answered for uh, D dad Muska. So, uh, we're not your friends. If you're looking for friends in politics, uh, get a dog. That's about <laughs> all I can tell you. So, all right, there we go. I think that's fair. Well, in in the bottom line, Eddie, is whether it was the governor's race or the CD1 race, Republicans are voting on June 7th. They want to pick the the right candidate. Republicans, baby. And and the kind of questions we're going to ask, very specific, detailed questions, you are not going to get from the so-called reporters. So Hmm. I dare say, Eddie, the best place to find out about who you want to vote for is come into the Kiva and look at the questions we've asked. And Ron Ketty won. Block was second. Uh, Block could have done better. Um, but I think he's he's trying. He's swinging hard. That guy's trying to do. But uh, a massive organization over on the Ron Ketty side, a massive amount of money. And uh, coming in at number three is uh, Greg Zanetti. I'm not sure what Greg's up to. I, I haven't heard from Greg. It's been crickets. So I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, I did create a debate. I've asked three of the candidates to respond. I asked for Rebecca. I sent the three of them a personal text. 
and it only went to three candidates. I'm not going to send it to Ethel Mahart. She doesn't have a hundred thousand dollars. She doesn't deserve. I'm not, Ethel, I love you, but you're not going to be in any debate. Like, let's get serious here. I, I, Eddie, I don't think that's an unreasonable request. Yeah. A, a lot of national debates, they'll have a, a floor where you have to have a certain percentage in a national poll. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with ex, with establishing a standard I, for that. I, I appreciate mean, it. Uh, and then Jay Block, bro, I love you, man. Got, got love for you, dog. Yeah. Um, you're not going to get in the debate unless you have $100,000 in the bank ready to spend on May the 10th. Um, the day of early voting. If you don't have that, you don't get in. And, you know, I don't know if, uh, I hope Greg Zanetti makes it. He doesn't have a hundred grand in the bank, you know, ready to go on that. You can't be in. So I'm looking ostensibly potentially at only a debate between Rebecca Dow and Mark Runk. It, it breaks my heart because I, I love, I love Greg Zanetti. I know that he's capable. I know he can do it, but you also got to sell. We're looking for salesmen, you know, trying to move product. We're trying to move Republican ideology and values and product against uh, a woman who's getting married on the 21st at the Naval Observatory. By the most hated person in America, <laughs> Kamala Harris. <laughs> there you go. Oh, is she going to, why doesn't she just kind of go to Vegas? I think if anybody should go to Vegas, it should be, you know, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Yeah, I think she waited until after her mom died to go ahead and get uh, Manolo, Manolo, Manolo. Uh, she's finally going to get married to Manolo after all these years. Back after a quick break. Sorry for the long opening. Uh, we will replay everything tomorrow. Uh, interview with Zanetti, interview with Dow, and then the uh, down on all that. And I hope to have an interview at some point with Mark Ronchetti, the weatherman. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva. 4.30 AM 600 KIV, ABQ.FM. That there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Not even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute but away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need to start and a new steal. Fever, Las Vegas. Fever, Las Vegas. Fever, Las Vegas, with your neon flashing and your one-arm band is crashing, almost holds down the drain. Fever, Las Vegas, turning day in the nighttime, turning night in the daytime. If you see it once, you'll never be the same again.436 here in the Kiva. Elvis Presley, by the way, released Viva Las Vegas. Title song of the movie, which opened six weeks later on this day back in 
1964, ladies and gentlemen. He did that. And uh, love Elvis, love Elvis. Hello, everybody. Uh, good stuff. Uh, and then, of course, Pink Floyd on this also very same day. In 73, nine years later, went to number one on the album chart with the greatest album ever produced, uh, produced by one of my very favorites, Prog Rock Extraordinaire, uh, who I believe was here a couple weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, D-Dad Muska, uh, the Alan Parsons Project. Alan Parsons was here. He's all of, what, 73, 74 years. Uh, Eric here in our studio had the good uh, pleasure of preparing his meal. Would you like to prepare my tea and crumpets? And uh, his meal over here at the convention center. So that was uh, pretty cool. But uh, back on this day, that was what he produced. He produced the best album of all time. I could listen to that album incessantly. It stayed on the top just one week, folks. But, however, it is the greatest selling album of all time for the most weeks on the tally for number one with over 881 consecutive appearances. Yeah, you could do your uh, Wizard of Oz stuff and all the rest of that stuff all you want with it, but I don't care about any of that uh, noise. Um, I know a lot of people do that. Uh, I, I love Pink Floyd, but I don't do that kind of weird stuff. And I don't get high. I've never, I've never inhaled. You in hell. Call you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Um, six months ago, we had all these candidates, and it was, you know, there's some good candidates. And Eddie's good. Jay Block's good. But you wake up today, and it's down to two. It's down to two, and that's all there is to it. Between Ronchetti and uh, a liar, um, and we don't really know if Ronchetti's a liar because he don't have a. So, he, he doesn't. Does. He doesn't. He doesn't have a what? <laughs> he doesn't have a record. I mean, he's you know. Well, I am in we touch don't... with him. He is live and yeah. he is responsive, and uh, he so, did get in his yeah. uh, his his answers. I believe second after Zanetti, yeah. um, but they were not one word answers. And uh, oh my gosh! Well, I'm ready to put my support behind him because Rebecca Dow is. She's not trustworthy at all. Oh, wow. She's a Look liar. She has no guts. Wow. Woo. Firing away. Man. My gosh. So, after that, uh, she had 36 uh, hours of, of absolute uh, greatness there. Between Joe Monahan and yeah. my interview, I thought she was she was hitting it out of the ballpark. Well, so, she talks a good game. Yeah. yeah, she talks a great game, but she has a voting record. Oh, yeah. And if you can oh, go she has one of those. On TV, okay. With, with TV, you can sit there on TV and say that, oh, I came up with a bill to fight CRT. She didn't mention that she signed that bill to bring it into life. And, um, I mean, she just, I don't trust her man at all. Well, I think she's just part of the system. She's going to keep the spaceport running. Dump. I, I did. I, I like, didn't you like back. my interview with her when I said, I asked, Dowd, you had to have liked that part when I, I said you really you, you kept on it profitable, uh, meaning you're going to double up on the. I, I don't even know if we have 10 million revenue on that. I mean, she's like, I can't promise that. It's honestly, I'm like, okay, well, can you at least try? That would, that would be awesome. So, well, um, I mean, a bad idea is a bad idea, and it's pumping more money. Into <laughs> why it's not why is this guy idea. not right? Why aren't you running for like, what's going on? Huh? I think you should be the governor. You well, I'm very disappointed, Eddie, in our, our caller. You could uh, you could drink lots he, of tequila and have lots of beef. No, I mean if he's running down the talking points, you know he's doing an excellent job. But he didn't mention. Don't forget, Rebecca Dow voted for a 60 percent hike in the minimum wage, which is putting a lot of people out of work. Oh. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's not conservative. She's just a politician. That's all she. Is. My gosh! Wow. You and guys I don't are... need um I don't need you to be 100 percent conservative. I just need you. 
to be someone we can trust and yeah. And look at the situation and go, we don't need to be spending any more money on the space for we got Can you so trust the weather reports, you know? Can you trust the weather reports from Ron Kenny, no? I don't know. Well, we're going to find Up out. Up north, he's going he's gonna to point. <laughs> Do you think he can? Hey, Ron Kenny, where's Clayton, no? Where's Santa Fe? How about Taos? Where's the Tosanos, no? Anyway. All right, good. Yeah, how, do you, how, do you, how do you think he's going to fly with the... Uh, how do, you, how do you think he's going to fly with the people up in Penasco? How's he going to do up there? How's Ron Kitty? They're going to call him people White Boy. Or is like he going to do him. good? No, no, no. People like him because he was on TV. Oh. This is what this is about. Hey, look how cute he's got the rusty cheeks. Look at about. him. He's not he's he's not all fat on the bottom like uh, little <laughs> Luhan Grisham. No. Hey. All right, good stuff. Hey, guy, but um, you know I'm going to support him. Like you said, MLG cannot win again. If you think this can get worse. It can, okay? Oh, it can get worse yeah. here. You, you said it so, there, brother. We're going to be chopping. Yeah. Instead of instead of chopping two cords of firewood to support the family, it's going to be four <laughs> cords, no? You got it, buddy. Get this. All right. All right. Peace out, bro. I'm going to go, get, I'm gonna go get chicharrones up in Espanola. Jeez. There it is. There's the verdict up there from northern New Mexico. No. There it is. Rancho de Taos. Our callers are all over the state. No. <laughs> Mora. Voice of the people. In, they're up in Mora in, in Las Vegas. Hey, I, I can dig that Mark Ronchetti. No, he's good. He's got a pretty wife and some kids. Uh, and he's on the Twitter. No, he stayed on the Twitter. 550-5500. Wow. <laughs> I wish I could just do a full show. Like You could. Me, <laughs> just talking me and my people, bro. What's up? How's it going? I would I would own Ben Ray Lujan or Martin Heinrich or or uh, what's the what's the what's the what's the girl what's the girl up north Fernandez e oh Leger Fernandez uh, Mr. Fernandez Frijoles memories don't burn no all right I I can do that see it's addictive it's just it, like once you do it it's like you have the hottest chili the good coffee <laughs> hanging out with the people like you can't get out of there you're there forever it's the land of entrapment there it is. Maybe I'm too Pink Floyd uh, there. We got uh, Jim Hammond hanging out here in these. So anything else on this, uh, Dowd? Uh, I think before we sort of reset, uh, big news today. We actually have to get a little bit serious. Um, August 24th, uh, 2016. Oh, God, this kills me. It breaks my heart. Victoria Martins was killed. She's um, a 10-year-old, lost her um, life on uh, her 10th birthday. And I, I still... Just because I grew up in that era, West Side, um, I grew up in that area. And I think about that. And I know the cartel got to her. Um, Jessica Kelly, sentenced to 44 years. Boy, I hope the worst things happened to her. Oh, that just happened about an hour and a half ago. Okay. It did, yeah. Yeah, and I've been waiting for this. A lot of people have been waiting for this. It's just, it breaks the heart of the community. I think it's at the core of all things that are evil here in the state. Um, for anybody who's a father, mother, anybody who's a family, if you just care about kids. 44 years in prison for her role in the most high-profile crime. I think to hit this state in the last 20 years, the only thing I can think of is Hyde, you know, and his escapade, um, his psychotic es escapade throughout the city. Remember, he was riding around his motorbike. I think he took out two cops and three, maybe four people. Trying to, uh, it's awful. <clears throat> but this was, this, was, this was right up there, if not the... Worst. Uh, 44 years in prison in the 2016 death and dismemberment of 10-year-old Victoria Martins. 37 years old, that would make her 77. 
81. Carry the one, no. Uh, 81 years of age before she'll be able to get out. I don't know that she'll have the opportunity for parole. May she rot in hell. Um, and the, remember, Victoria Martins was dismembered, burned to death in a bathtub. I believe the apartment to this day is still rented, believe it or not. Uh, January 2019, uh, she pleaded no contest. Uh, that was uh, more than three years and four months ago, including reckless child abuse, resulting in the death of uh, Victoria Martins, any child under the uh, age of 12. A plea of no contest. Here's what that means, according to the Albuquerque Journal. Kelly is not admitting guilt. She is not contesting the state's version of the events that have happened, which just means everything that you've heard is exactly true. Uh, Judge Cindy Leos sentenced her to 50 years in prison with six years suspended, followed by five years probation. Prosecutors have said that, uh, by the way, the uh, write-up on this is Olivier Uderbach, uh, if you want to give proper attribution to the writer of this story, for which the information I'm conveying here on the airwaves. They said she was, quote-unquote, tweaking, which I have no idea what that means. It's got to be something with drugs. And experiencing paranoid delusions from the mess the afternoon. She was babysitting Victoria while the girl's mother, and there's a complete play-by-play action of what happens. Michelle Martins and Fabian Gonzalez, uh, Martin's boyfriend, uh, Fabian Gonzalez being out, Michelle Martins being in prison. Uh, Kelly's cousin went out with an unknown man, arrived at the apartment, asked for Gonzalez, and went to her room. Kelly should have tried to talk him. She didn't, according to the factual basis of the plea agreement. The man was seeking revenge against Gonzalez, that's Fabian. The prosecutor said the man is the one who strangled Victoria and Kelly knew or should have known that the man posed a substantial and justifiable risk of harm to her. Kelly and Gonzalez dismembered the girl in order to dispose of her body. She also pleaded no contest to the aggravated assault with a deadly weapon for striking Michelle Martins with an iron and tampering with evidence for dismembering her. Kelly was the second suspect to take a plea agreement in the case. Martins, now 40, that's the mother, pleaded guilty in 2018 to child abuse recklessly caused, resulting in the death of her daughter's death. She faces 18 years in prison, still has yet to be sentenced uh, to all that, which would uh, get her out at the age of 68 or 58, excuse me. Uh, no sentencing hearing has been scheduled to this point. Uh, Fabian Gonzalez, 37 years of age, is charged with child abuse, resulting in the death and tampering with evidence. His trial is scheduled for this July. Is that the final final that we'll hear off all this? Of course it won't. But it is the worst thing, in my opinion, the very worst story. I can't think of anything worse and happened all on the west side here in Albuquerque. Um, you know, Daddy, uh, kind of minor miracle today in New Mexico, a judge sentenced someone who deserves to go to jail for a multi-decadal sentence. Mark the date and the time because we don't see that very often, do we? Yeah, we do not. And um, good job on the judge. Um, my opinion, we should reinstate the death penalty. Uh, any crimes against children, I think, including uh, sexual exploitation of children, uh, should be considered uh, life in prison or the death penalty. Uh, is one of the very worst fates that any child uh, can suffer. So good news, bad news. Good news uh, is that something has happened resulting in the incarceration of a woman uh, who will not get out until after. And there's no chance for parole or any kind of easy time or anything. It's 44 years, and uh, hopefully it'll be a hard time. So uh, there you go. The bad news is that we have to all relive this every single day here in our city of Albuquerque. See something, say something, report something. Um, I will talk about my scooter ride uh, and uh, the amount of time that it takes at 242 Cops and 911 as well. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Pink Floyd, boy. Just listen to this album. It's so dang good. And uh, it is the dark side of the moon. 
I uh, don't have the T-shirt, but I should. I don't even know if they even sell these T-shirts anymore, but uh, I would certainly like to find one. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in back and forth. Back in the day in 73, there it is. And um, uh, uh, in addition to the Viva Las Vegas stuff, um, it was Anne Margaret. Boy, Foxy Booksum. Redhead there. Boy. A little bit all right there. <laughs> uh, she is just gorgeous. She's actually, uh, I think she's Norwegian. Anne Margaret Olsen is 81 today. Happy birthday to her. Actress, singer, and dancer. Last time I seen her was in the uh, Grumpier Old Men or Grumpy Old, one of the Grumpy Old Men. Endings. I, I don't even know who half the people. I don't even know who on there. It, can you tell me if Bob Euchre's still alive? I just saw him on Johnny Carson. Uh, Jim was here. Is Bob Euchre? Yeah, is he still around? I think he, he's got a he's kind of a past. I might have had him in the birthdays a couple months back. Uh, really? I, I remember he is still alive. Oh my goodness! Uh, Bob Euchre, what? Eighty-five. Oh, oh is 88. he? Okay. Eighty-eight. Less filling. Tastes great. There it he is. missed the tag. He missed the tag. Yeah, there it is. Uh, good stuff. So um boy 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 okay so we covered kelly we covered the uh governor's uh race and uh a lot of stuff in our top 10 and uh well i'll tell you this is what it's going to look like for jessica Tell- jessica kelly um you know michelle martins and the rest of them abq raw they're back at it doubt uh looks like they're 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 staying busy um are they uh out tracking homicides uh well they're tracking homicide on homicide isaiah garcia here it is Stabbing another inmate inside Metro MDC, bro. The inmate was later identified as Christopher Byers, accused of a 2022 homicide that killed 16-year-old Thomas Nunn. According to the criminal complaint, Garcia and Byers start talking to each other while walking. Garcia then pulls a shank, which is a homemade knife, on Byers, stabs him 20 times. 20 times while saying this is for my brother. Blood in, blood out. No. American me. Detectives confirmed to the family that uh, Garcia is a half-brother of homicide victim Thomas Nunn. Correction officer deployed the pepper spray to stop the attack. That doesn't work. Garcia walked back into a cell, tossed the shank in a toilet, attempted to flush it. He was taken into custody. Fires taken into mace for his wounds. Shank was uh, estimated to be six to eight inches in length, made from a broken mop or broom handle. Uh, I will tell you, one of the things I am happy about seeing uh, D-Dowd Muska is the fact that uh, at least there's criminals in jail to talk about, even if they are attacking each other. So uh, I think that's what's most noteworthy about all of this. Yeah, keep them all in one place. They can attack each other and not attack us. Let the animals get at each other. Um, The old picture of Jessica Kelly compared to the new one, she's gone full chola. Did you see see how different her face is? Quite a contrast. Hmm. Yeah, just um, after uh, two years later. Um. Albuquerque Raw doing a lot of the uh, good work. Let me tell you very quickly about my uh, 
<clears throat> scooter ride um, around the place. I'm, I'm riding the scooter, you know, getting from place to place. And one of the things I didn't say yesterday is the uh, Albuquerque Transit Authority. It's, it's not that. It's the city of Albuquerque, bus lines, et cetera. And um, they are highly dependent upon counting you, accounting for you, in spite of it being free. You can get anywhere in the state of New Mexico, all things considered, you know, Santa Fe, Albuquerque, Belen, Las Lunas. Without paying for any gas, the road run, the rail runner, as well as the uh, bus lines are free, free, free. So between that and the scooter, like, I mean, between the scooter and the uh, rail lines, you are absolutely free to go ahead and uh, travel around the place. I went up and down Knob Hill last night. Uh, I happened to run into, of all people, Joe Monahan. Hey, what's up, Joe? And it's um, like, Eddie, Eddie, you've got a whole new act. He's like, oh, you must have lost some weight. I'm like, he's like, how much your weight is that? He's like, 70 pounds. Everyone's like incredible, incredulous when they hear how much weight I've lost. It's just like, whoa, what? How do you lose seventy pounds? Well, you you try losing seventy pounds. That's that's kind of make the way an effort. Yeah, and um, I went up and down Knob Hill, and I will say that there is something going on up in Knob Hill in that coal and the lead and the up and down area. Things are improving over there. Okay, they're not as bad as that. Now, I didn't see police officers. But I also only saw two homeless people. I'm keeping a running tab. You should trust my numbers. And just kind of the uh, overpass uh, both today and yesterday looks pretty good, looks pretty safe, feels pretty good. You can sort of, you know, drive around. But um, long story short, uh, it feels better. It does feel better. And there are some restaurants. I know Zinc is down. I know Yanni's is, opens late. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of places closing early, but... You know, uh, folks, do your best. Get out there. Support the city. Support these businesses uh, that support you. And I think that that's important. We definitely want to see you uh, back out there spending some money and supporting local business. Buy local and uh, get on out to Knob Hill maybe this weekend. It's a good weekend uh, to do so. 4.59, back up to the hour news. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hour two, just for you, me and the crew, D. Dowd, Buska, and I, here on AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Podcasting on Sudan Cloud and Spotify. And how about uh, rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, as well as uh, that's the way uh, Sam or Sebastian talk. Dad, your voice is so deep. Uh, hello, Rock of Talk. Rock of Talk. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, stop talking like me. It's not that deep, but uh, soon it will be. They'll probably be deeper than uh, me. And how about get, I mean, getting absolutely everything at rockoftalk.chat? Uh, I am Twittering now. At the Rock of Talk, uh, so you can go at the Rock of Talk, and uh, you can find me there. Uh, and I will have my underwear as well as uh, a lot more going on over there. We post the shows, post the chat sides, post all of that and more. Thank you for the I don't know twenty four some odd followers 
Um, I, I still stand by my statement when I say we got off the platforms and then we got back on. We didn't hang out and act like a bunch of fakers. You know, no, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know which way it's going to go. Uh, <clears throat> Donald Trump is back. The the boy is back in town. Uh, D down Muska. He is. Uh, what is he back on? He is back on. No, not Twitter. Truth. Uh, oh, yeah, Truth. Uh, you know, Truth. You know that big giant uh, social media network called Truth. Have you have you not gone to there? Is it is it Truth.com? How do I go to Truth Social Media Donald Trump is such a moron. Oh, he's playing chess while everyone's playing checkers. Uh, Donald Trump, I love you, the greatest president of all time. But why in the hell are you deciding to get involved? In are we going to come up with our own social media, our own, our very own branding? It's going to be better. It's going to be the best. You know, it's going to be the greatest. The greatest. Uh, no. Like, you're a sideshow at this point. Okay? Let's continue on with the momentum that DeSantis, 105 million. D.D. Muska, uh, when you get some uh, time during our program today, uh, why don't you see what uh, cash on hand D.D. Trump has uh, on hand? I'd love to hear about that. But uh, Elon Musk, who is he? What is he doing? How is he getting so much power? <coughs> Excuse me. Trump joining the Truth Social. I'm uh, I'm back. Oh, at Amazon. Amazon had a loss there. Let's, let's shut, uh, shut down Bezos. Employees earn health care on day There we go. For that later. <clears throat> Former President Trump joined his own Truth Social on Thursday, posting on a social media platform. Uh, this is how out of touch the man is. For the first time in more than a year, with a throwback to his now infamous typo, Kofefe. It wasn't that famous, actually. The media made more of it than what he did. He says, I'm back, Kofefe. He posted a picture of himself at his Mar-a-Lago property in Palm Beach, Florida. I love Trump. I'm not on board with this. He could literally own Twitter right now. As it starts today, can you imagine the number of people who would just say, I already know Twitter. I've been there. Yeah, Trump, take it over. And it uh, looks like Elon rolled out the red carpet for it. But he didn't do that down. Mm-hmm. Despite the constant negative press, Kovefe, Trump wrote in a tweet on the May 30th, 2017, had more than 100,000 retweets. I'm back, Kovefe. Whatever, what, what? Twitter on Monday afternoon announced it agreed to be acquired by Musk for $44 billion, and Trump then promptly stated, I'm not going to Twitter. I'm going to stay on the truth. People are like, oh, yes, the truth. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, we've all been on the truth for how long? Oh, the truth. Social media is not that important that you need to create another apparatus or apparati, if you will. Trump Media and Technology Group, it's actually a firm doubt. This is... This is the insanity that is now Donald Trump. He's becoming a sideshow on his own dime. Like, Donald Trump, let me advise you. Let me help you here, okay? You don't need to go out and do anything but sell real estate, be who you are, be a great family man, marry the hottest first lady of all time, you know, continue to stay exactly what you think. And then you're like, I'm too busy to create a social media network. Like, why would he try to compete with the richest man in the world? Do you know how much more money that Elon Musk has than Donald Trump. Elon Musk could buy 40 Donald Trumps. Yes, yes. No, 60 Donald Trumps. Excuse me, I did the math the other day. 60 Donald Trumps. How much is Elon Musk worth? He's worth 60 Donald Trumps. 
Now that you have the Trump Media and Technology Group, Truth Social, Truth Social, formerly launched last month and has been up and running. Really? Where? How? How does that work? I mean, <laughs> Devin Nunes is the company's CEO. He's taken a golden parachute, no doubt. He's like, oh, this is a failed company right from the very beginning. We're taking in millions of people, and what we're finding is the response to truth is much better than being on Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I, what is it? You see the little Japanese girl laugh. <laughs> yeah. We're all pointing our fingers and laughing because Trump absolutely has no business in the technology game. Great on business, great on foreign policy, great on running the, uh, the biggest country in the world. Not so great when it comes to establishing a social media. Group. Is this, is this kind of what you thought his coming out COVID strategy was? Hey, everybody, we're going to come out and, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come out with social media. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what social media is, but Trump, uh, if you said it, that must be what it is. That's essentially what he wants to be, is he wants to be social media. So why is his children, or why are his children, excuse me, <clears throat> proper grammar. Why are his children, Don Jr., Eric, Ivanka, why are they all on Twitter? Oh, I mean, uh, let's see. Uh, do you mind checking to see when uh, um, do you think uh, their children? Wait, wait. I believe at least Donald Trump's kids are about 35 years younger than he is. They're probably a little bit, a little bit more technical prowess. Are they putting all their eggs into the truth network? Is this another Dan, Dan Bongino move? Dan Bongino. That's good. That's good. Oh, my God. The guy is a disaster. Dan Bongino is a walking disaster. I'm going to flex. I'm going to show you what I can do. Look, I got rumble. And then uh, I sent Dowd an email this morning. I'm like, uh, what is this? <laughs> parlor. Uh, Dowd, do you happen to have that email from this morning? The, the parlor? L listen to what parlor's doing. It's a, they should call it massage parlor. That's really what it is. It's, it's just this another sideshow. Conservatives, don't try to establish your own social media. It's stupid. If you were a tech giant, you'd be moving to San Francisco, you'd be establishing all this stuff, and you'd be, you know, preying on little children. That's not what you do. You just need a platform, get your stuff out, focus on what you do, you know? Beans, rice, corn, mountains, oil, tractors, jobs, families, church, okay? Winning. Football, Friday night. See you there. Parler issued a statement this morning down. I think I uh, sent you the email. You no, didn't, I don't have anything. No. Oh, it, maybe it's it got stopped by the truth. <laughs> maybe the truth network, uh, you know, prevented it from coming out. This is ridiculous, folks. Stop, uh, Susan Powder, stop the insanity. Uh, new campaign is to prevent Donald Trump from doing any more damage to his reputation going forward. Donald Trump, please stop trying to be cool and establish social media. It's stupid. Uh, do we know how many users? Does he have a tally on his website? Do we know how many people are actually on the Truth Network? I can just see, like, all the Trumpers coming to me. Eddie, what do you mean you're not on Truth Network? What do you mean you're not on Getter and Finder and Grabber and... <laughs> MeWe. Wee wee. What's wrong, Eddie? What's, what's wrong? Like, you know it's a conservative social media network when it sounds like some like a bodily function. Wee wee. What do you mean you're not on Wee wee? Parlor. Where did Parlor come from? Oh, you know, we, we like to visit. Them. Shut up, Beavis. 
going to the massage parlor. I'm so low brow now. Boy, this is terrible, Eddie. How how dare you shun Republicans? How share you? I'm I'm not. These aren't Republican things. This is just not what we do. What we do do is we cement the values of this country. We don't provide the technology that does that. We don't need to do that. Sort of like that stupid commercial that comes on Dana Lash all the time. Oh, get yourself a conservative telephone. Like what the hell? What in the hell is a conservative telephone? Get a Patriot mobile. Oh, I'm sorry. Get me off the regular mobile. I need a Patriot mobile to show you, to show you where my money is going. Just stop it. It's stupid. Okay. It's not, I can guarantee you Patriot mobile sucks every bit as much as all the rest of the mobiles and probably 10 times worse. And it's probably in some weird way, twice as expensive and is going to go ahead and die out when you least expect it. And when you need it most, because that's the way it works. It's not their business. It's not what they do. It's like the black rifle coffee guy. Oh yeah. Go look at the black rifle coffee. That's hilarious. They're, they're my favorite guys. Oh, Black Rifle Coffee. Your coffee sucks, bro. It sucks. Oh, I know. It's Black Rifle Coffee. Oh, does it come from a Black Rifle? What is a Black Rifle? Exactly where should I get my coffee? Oh, Black Rifle Coffee. We, 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 don't like, we don't support those pansies on the left. We like strong black coffee. Like, okay. I'm sorry. I'm not a conservative unless I'm drinking Black Rifle Coffee. <laughs> That's not conspicuous consumption. It's like all the guys that run around the skull t-shirts with the uh, the patriot uh, the flags and all that and the giant flags up and down the roads like oh you know you're not a patriot unless you drive this kind of car and do that kind of thing and I'm like what you literally got Elon Musk here's my point folks Elon Musk is now the conservative leader and he is the most anti-conservative guy that there is when where's this guy on the spectrum? This guy just, he's, he's laughing in your face. Do you think he cares one single bit about conservative values? Not in the least. According to Fox News, America's political polarization at the left goes farther left. He's just trying to preserve a market. This is the kind of insanity that can actually come in. When, you're, when, when the left has gone so far left that you get a leftist actually seem like he is normal. That's how far left the left is. The meme that he has shows his shift from center left in 2008 to center right in 2021 along the political spectrum in the United States. That's a, that's a pendulum. That's a spectrum. Okay. In the meme, he uh, says the center and the right remain stationary while the political left keeps moving further and further from the center over the... Okay, so if you're moving, let's just look at a straight line and you're moving further and further more towards the left, that would also mean that the right would move where, where, Dowd? Yes. <laughs> yes further exactly. and further towards the center. Yep. Musk has described himself as a registered independent, politically moderate. I'm, I love the guys who always, you know, I'm radically moderate. Radically, oh, Everybody wow. has a piece of the solution. Everybody. Yeah, we all just got together and spoke the truth. That's right. We all got together. We'd agree we on everything. Just, if, we, if we all just listened to each other, this would all no, we work. Wouldn't. No, we yeah, wouldn't. Don't you know? For Twitter to deserve the public trust, it must be politically neutral. Oh, yeah. Because it's a platform. It effectively means upsetting the far right and the far left equally. No, it doesn't do either. 
It has no intent of either upsetting the left, the right, the middle, anybody, not even itself, because it is a platform. Why is it that people are incapable of thinking of something in a very logical, deductive way? Have you noticed this? Everything has to be an emotional ploy, uh, you know, sort of, you know, a pool, a, a manipulation. Why is it that we can't just like, oh, there's a widget. Okay, well, what does it do? Well, it widgets. And okay, that's cool. I'm okay with it widgeting. No, I need it to widget. And it's got to widget this way because the other widgets are trying to pull it that way. And we need to widget further towards the other way. You follow what I'm saying here? I can follow what I'm saying because it's, the, the logic is so clear to me. There are things that work and things that don't. And history shows us what works. Radicalism on the left or the right doesn't work. Independence and level and, I don't know, um, I'm looking for a word here, Dowd, but I don't even know if it exists in the, 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 the English language any longer. It, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing to me how we need our social media platforms to tell us how to feel, what to do, what to think, and where to go. And when we get there, confirm that we did the right thing. Yeah, there's exactly zero, zero living involved in any of that. Yeah, let me do everything you told me to do, and then I want you to go ahead and reaffirm because that my ego needs the stroke to tell me I did the right thing in the first place. For some of you where that's registering, you understand where I'm going. For those of you who's like, oh, that's just gobbledygook. Well, you'll never understand, and you are driftwood in the social media zone, no matter what it is, TikTok, Twitter, et cetera, Instagram. You have no values, no basis. Donald Trump, you don't need to establish a platform. We don't need a biased platform, left, right. Anyway, Elon Musk, He's just trying to preserve a platform where we can actually have free speech because Jeff Bezos incapable of providing that. That's for sure. You need to understand that there are biased media everywhere. I'm biased media. We're biased media. But I'll tell you, there's probably nobody who's more unbiased in our approach to the Republican Party and evaluating these guys because I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of Mark Ronchetti. But the guy absolutely won out and out. There's no way I can be unfair to him. Does Michelle Lujan or does Michelle Garcia Holmes, you know, beat Luis Sanchez? It all depends upon her answer. I'm going to be fair to her. Everybody knows that. Fairness is something that died, I don't know, 1997. I don't, I don't know when, but I know it's no longer there. There's not fairness in elections. There's not fairness in build business dealings. There's not fairness for your kids when they take a test because we're grading on a curve. Oh, your kid got 100, but he's white. Let's deduct 15 points for him being white because of white privilege. Oh, your kid's uh, black. He only got an 80. Well, if he were white, he would have got 100. Do you see where I'm going with this? And you're all shaking your heads knowingly like, yeah, Eddie, you know what? I agree with that. That is the truth. You can see this ridiculousness that's going on. Everything is absolutely biased. But we just need the platforms to go ahead and establish a level playing field. That's what we've been talking about from the very beginning. I don't want to talk about the public square. I don't want to talk about the public square doesn't exist any longer. There's squares where you go to where you have a confrontation based upon the bias that's within that public square. We're trying to reestablish the public square. What's the most important thing in this world right now? Or in any world, according to Elon Musk? Communication. 
Without communication, we have nothing. You can't communicate values, language, culture, nothing. It simply does not exist because everything is detracted in the sense that, well, we know it's coming from there, so it's negating there right from its inherent ba uh, basis. That shouldn't happen. We should just say, okay, well, it's coming into the, the plane. Let's understand it for what it is. Well, you can't understand it for what it is because it's already coming into the wrong plane. We're just trying to establish a place where there's zero gravity, one way or the other. There's no tug left, no tug right. That's what he is trying to do, and that is the most important thing of all. Will that be maintained? Apparently, there's already people being banned on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but certain medical information already getting banned. I believe, uh, I don't know, one of the big uh, medical guys being banned on Twitter. I think that stuff is just going to filter itself out. It's not perfect. There are still going to be people who are going to be banned. But let's not take it personally. They got to work out the kinks until Elon Musk actually takes over. Okay? That's not an opportunity for Truth Network or Parler or I don't know. Whatever network that's out there is saying, well, yeah, Elon Musk, uh, he's still biased. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, because Parler's not, because Truth isn't, because all these other medias. No, no, no. We're just trying to get to something where we can actually uh, have our opinions and put it out there. It's a shame that we have to sort of rely on our technology in order to get our opinions out. Wouldn't it be easier to just walk across and, you know, reach over the wall like Tim the Tool Man and say, hey, you know, how's it going? What are you cooking back there? Meats. What are you cooking? Meats. And then philosophize about the way of the world. Do you hear what happened today? I don't know. Would you hear what happened today? It's like, well, you don't know him any more than he's just a neighbor across the street or next door to you. We don't have that anymore. You're judging people based upon the car they drive, the clothes they wear, the things they purchase, where the kids go to school, and the political sign they have in front of the yard. Why do we have this incredible need to identify ourselves based upon what we consume? 550 5500. That's 550 5500. Dowd social media platforms. You're back up on Twitter, and your hopes are, of course, to find that level playing field. Yeah, I've been digging through some data here, Eddie. You got my uh, you got my thinking cap on here because I, I really haven't looked too much at the state of Trump world lately. And uh, there's a piece I'm going to start off with the question you initially asked, which is all the money that Trump is sitting on. Now, this piece is from Politico, which is a left wing outlet, but when it comes to monitoring the numbers and the horse race stuff that's what people in washington want to hear so i think they, they probably have some good they're probably pretty reliable on this uh the trump operation has built a mountain of cash comparable to uh the national parties but he continues to keep the money largely to himself this is about a month old this story uh politico has poured over all the fec reports the federal election commission the bureaucracy in dc that tracks all the money i've I've been there. I've done research there uh, for the super PACs. Uh, and let's see, the Save America PAC crossed $110 million in the bank at the end of February. So we're coming up on two months after taking in $3.5 million during the month and spending just $1.2 million. <laughs> $3.5 million? Yeah, <laughs> uh, DeSantis is wiping his ass with that money. Right now. Uh, the filings did reveal substantial payments to law firms ah. representing high-profile witnesses sought by the January 6th committee. Meanwhile, Trump has done little to spend all of his largesse on the party. The committee did not report any new donations or independent go. expenditures backing Trump-endorsed candidates, even go. though they are sitting on $110 million. Eddie, I suspect there's a lot of candidates who haven't gotten that money, and they're not 
pleased with that. 105 for DeSantis, 110 for Donald Trump. Uh, Trump certainly with the bigger name. Right. Uh, and national I mean, focus. Yeah, and uh, Dr. Oz and his Pennsylvania. I mean, we're going to see when the uh, new reports are out on May the 2nd, we're going to see the same type of pool. There's not mm-hmm. going to be anything. Uh, meanwhile, Trump is, is of course, promoting the truth social and I, I think Eddie nailed it. Uh, you're, you're not a tech mogul, Trump. Your, your skill set lies somewhere else. Uh, even Joe Rogan, uh, the host of this program, not, not a fan of Mr. Rogan, but apparently he was reading from a headline in the Variety Trade publication. Donald Trump says, I'm not going back to Twitter. Uh, Rogan said, Donald, reconsider. Can you imagine the effing tweet? Look, do you want to win or not? Do you want to effing win? Uh, when Trump was kicked off, he had 88 million followers twitter has around 300 plus million <laughs> monthly users meanwhile truth social ah yeah truth social uh, since it has uh, gone live in uh, february it's been downloaded 1.4 million times the app not exactly in twitter's galaxy uh eddie i think you you, you nailed it i mean do you want to be relevant or do you want to push your social media platform that is very it's in its infancy and who knows where the future lies. Whereas you were on a, on a much bigger platform with 88 million followers. I think I know what I would do. Do you want to be right? Do you want to win? Yeah. Give it up. There we go. We'll leave it there. Uh, Wow. Good stuff, Dowd. That's why, that's why he's that kind of stuff. Just like you just fill your brain up with stats and you're like, Oh my God, I just became smarter just for listening to all of two minutes of the rock of talk. After listening to all of, uh, I don't know, whatever I'm, whatever I'm, whatever you call what I'm doing, and then you got what Deep Doubt is doing. We make a great combo right here in the Kiva, AM 600 KIVA, BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Uh, yep. Republicans are so hungry for a win, a white horse and a savior that they find ways to call a pot smoking government subsidized electric car producer and Elon Musk their savior. Then they all start telling each other how many followers that they, God, over the last 48 hours. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. 528 back and forth. The lunatic is on the grass. The lunatic is on the ground Remembering games and daisy chains and laughs Got to keep the loonies on the path The lunatic is in the hall The lunatics are in my home The paper holds their folded faces to the floor And every day the paper boy brings more And if the dam breaks open and if your head explodes
Dark Side of the Moon, yep, 73, the greatest album of all time, yep, on this day released, and glad to be bringing it to you right here in the Kiva, you get all the show notes at rockoftalk.chat, the great music, the videos, all that, and a lot more, uh, I gotta say, yesterday's, uh, actually, the last couple of days have been really good shows, and, you know, we've got a, we, we've got some stuff on the Hunter Biden laptop that is gonna be Unleash, Unleash the Kraken, we're gonna be doing that uh, here this next week. I'm going to be uh, off, uh, up and out of here, uh, beginning on uh, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, I am going to be, uh, Monday's show will be live from Washington, D.C. That's right. The Swamp! Uh, the Swamp! Ah! Yeah, yeah, uh, don't be get stuck, Eddie. Don't get stuck there. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what do you think about that, D-Dad Should I do it? Well, as long as you come back. <laughs> if, if I hear anything about getting a lobbying gig or, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, well, you know the what? Biden administration, I'm out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so surprise, surprise, surprise. I'll be doing it from Washington, D.C. Monday afternoon show, so looking forward to that. I'll be uh, up in the, uh, is it the Beltway, the Diamond? I don't know, whatever they want to go ahead and call it. Uh, Gamora the, oh, on the Potomac, yes. The what? Gamora on the Potomac. Yeah, yeah I would say that. So I'll be there. Hopefully, I'll be able to survive the, uh, the the weekend and then some. But Monday's a big day for us, the Rock of Talk, the Kiva. So uh, looking forward to that. So wish us well. Uh, wish us well. My, my favorite description of, of Washington, I learned it many years ago. Of course, I lived there for several years. Uh, northern charm and southern efficiency. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, I... That took me a sec to. I'll be there for May Day. May Day, May Day, May Day, May Day. So that's uh, that's very interesting as well. So May Day, very famous in uh, New York City. So as people as people know. So we'll uh, ju- jump in there. Uh, fittingly, Brain Damage was the last song of the Dark Side of the Moon that we'll go ahead and uh, play for that because that's exactly what Washington D.C. is. Well, here in the state of New Mexico, same day registration. Now we're uh, I guess there's a little article in the newspaper. Bob Pearls, after 12 years of working on open primaries, might actually have a, a small little light uh, in all this. New Mexico takes a step towards open primaries. For the first time, New Mexico's independent voters this year can show up at the polls in the primary election and cast a ballot. How? They will have to register with a major party before accepting the ballot. That's not a party registration, folks. It means you're choosing a party for the day to register during that time. According to recent changes in the election law, they're making it easier for unaffiliated voters to become affiliated, if nothing more than for one day in the June 7th primary, if they choose to affiliate with a major. Now, how is the Secretary of State going to track this stuff? Oh, I'm independent. No, I'm a Democrat. Yeah, I'm a Republican. I'm Switzerland. You might remember, I don't know, does anybody even recall where this whole thing, like, kind of started from? Dowd, I'll, I'll let you take the first crack at it. Do you remember where this started for? What? What? Open primaries? Um, it's not open primaries, but doing registrations to sway elections. Like oftentimes. Oh, uh, okay. This Come goes on. all the way back to the 90s, if not earlier. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There's there's, somebody... Well, they've always been about tearing down rules and standards and just throwing that whole system open. They've been about that for decades. There's somebody who popularized it. He's a likable guy. Not with us anymore. He was advancing this cause, said that people should register as this party 
to make sure that this person gets elected and for this reason, and that would have been Rush Limbaugh. Oh, Operation Chaos. That's right. That's okay. right. So okay. essentially this could be carried through. I don't know if anybody even thinks about this stuff anymore, but people could go and change their party affiliation if none of that for one day. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You can go ahead and vote and try to sway. Throw your one vote around. Oh, I'm going to change parties and uh, become unaffiliated. Why would the Albuquerque Journal try to sell this to people? Why is same-day registration so important? Is it for that reason? Well, that's the way that the Albuquerque Journal looks at it. That's not why it's important. Why it's important is it's trying to encourage people to participate. That's all. It's really simple. We want more people to vote. You're running around with oxygen in your lungs and money in your pocket and uh, gas in your car and you pay your taxes and you show up to work and you have children and you should be able to vote. So, oh my gosh, I forgot to register to vote. Such a burden. Oh my gosh, my civic duty. <laughs> I don't have a driver's license, but I got to register to vote. That's what this is for. Not to jump around to participate. That doesn't make it more of an open primary. Anybody should be able to vote for anybody at any time for any reason based upon the passion that they feel for that day. So, for example, if there's an actual participation vote, all the Democrats could show up and vote for whatever Republican that they want to face off against their Democrat, and there would be no problem with that. In fact, I would probably venture to guess, like, well, who do we want to face Michelle Long Grisham? I'm going to show up to vote, and I'm a Democrat, but I'm going to vote in the Republican primary. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I don't know anybody who actually would have a problem with that. Because very likely, you'd actually have to have somebody from the Republican Party because they are the, and this is the, this is the brilliance of this logic. Follow me here. Imagine, if you will, a world in where a Republican primary is held without Republicans only appealing to Republicans and actually having to think that they have to a crossover appeal to Democrats. Now, what happens during the primary? It's very interesting, right? You know, how far right can I go before I pull too far right to get back to the center to go left? Or, whoa, I'm dizzy. If you actually had a real open primary, oh, you're a Democrat. What ballot would you like? Well, I'm going to take a Democrat today. No, I'm going to take a Republican. Who cares? You get to vote for whatever you want. You actually like that person. I'd probably say 30%. 10 would probably say, oh, I'm going to take a Republican ballot. I'm a Democrat, but you know, I kind of like that. Mark Ronchetti, Rebecca Dow, Greg Zanetti, Jay Block, Ethel Mahart. I might go ahead and switch over to the other side. You'd be like, oh, that's fine. My gosh. Well, I want to do what's best for this country, this state, this city, not my party. When you have closed primaries, as we do, and I'm an open primary advocate, it's just impossible to do because oftentimes what happens within the open primary, people are like, oh, there's cheating. People are coming over and they're staining the vote. We're Republican purists. Republicans should vote for Republicans. Now, that's nonsense. Voting should be voting to vote to vote to vote. Who cares? Mark Ronchetti is going to have to go ahead and get enough Democrat votes to win the Republican, to win as a Republican, 
for the governorship of the state of New Mexico. How does he do that? Well, he has to go ahead and have a good message for Democrats and Republicans, but we want a Republican. I hope I'm making sense in all of this. The open primary thing would be a good thing in, in so far as we'd have to actually advocate for a real open primary. But the arguments against an open primary, I think, are at this point convoluted and unnecessary. Having an open primary, allowing people to participate without restrictions and free market forces and participate however you want on the day that you want and have same day registration because you forgot to go ahead and register, I think should be allowed and enabled and celebrated. Yes, yes, I dare I say it. Oh, Eddie. You're advocating on behalf of the power of the party that's actually in control. No, I would probably say that there's a lot of apathetic Republicans, more apathetic Republicans say, hey, we're going to lose. Oh, no, we suck again. We're not going to show up. No, we don't need that. Who's actually going to show up today, right? Republicans pay their taxes. Republicans show up to the polls. Republicans have families. Republicans go to church. Republicans, you know, I, I don't know. Republicans do everything that Democrats don't do. <laughs> you faked you out there, right? You thought that uh, they, they do everything that Democrats do, but they do it better. No, they don't do anything that Democrats do. Republicans are very different, okay? So this would actually benefit us. But I see Republican after Republican after Republican come to me and say, no, 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 I'm not involved. I don't want to be involved because the Democrats are going to come into our state. You're nonsense. Why are you afraid of a competition? Why are you afraid of the open market forces? It doesn't make any sense to me. It shouldn't make any sense to you. But there it is. Front page of the Albuquerque Journal. Happy birthday, uh, Bob Pearls. He finally got uh, front page news. The more participation we have in our democracy, the better. One of the very few times that I'll agree with Secretary uh, of State Maggie Toulouse-Oliver. One of the very few times. I believe that's on one hand and, you know, on the same day. <laughs> Maggie Toulouse-Oliver, boy, I hope that light goes out very quickly. But it won't. And ladies and gentlemen, we need more participation. We would have had more participation in the mayoral race and the CD1 race and the uh, state Senate race, or excuse me, the uh, U.S. Senate races. Could we have won? Absolutely. But oftentimes you go and think in the Republican Party candidate cannot win. Well, they cannot win, especially when so many people are so apathetic, they won't show up even the same day to register. 550-5500, that's 550-5500. Your thoughts on the open primaries, Dad? It might be different than mine. Well, yeah, it probably is. I mean, I... I... You know, I'm not a po political guy. I'm not, I don't care about the health of the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. I want right. good public policy outcomes. Uh, I would completely disagree with Maggie Toulouse Oliver. Uh, the more participation we have, the better. Uh, no, uh, I want people voting who are jealous guardians of our liberties, people who believe in constitutional government, in limited government, in restraint, in restrained government, uh, who believe in a good, strong work ethic. Uh, if, if, if millions of more people come out to vote and they're just voting for more welfare, how, how is that making our society better? I could not care less. And it seems to me, Eddie, about the left, and maybe not Bob Pearls, he's just a dope, but, but the left seems to want to game the election system with taxpayer financing of campaigns and basically no rules on you know when you can show up and no rules about an election integrity the right seems to want to game it with term limits which i think are wildly overblown because i, I don't think they're going to really solve the, the the problem we do uh our, our problem remains <laughs> as the as the uh, tfm the uh, deep 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 dark web content provider that I listen to every weekend says in a democratic, in a democracy or a democratic republic, 
what do you do when the people are the problem? And it's nice, both left and right, the left likes to blame corporations and the right likes to blame immigrants or, you know, whatever. The problem in America today is that the vast majority of Americans love welfare. They don't want to pay ta high taxes. Uh, and even though we do have high taxes, uh, we should be paying much, as George Will said many years ago, we should be willing to accept much higher tax rates given the amount of welfare we want. Who ran up the $30 trillion national debt? That's the military industrial complex, which, which employs a hell of a lot of people. That's Medicare. That's Social Security. That's all the other federal programs. That's federal aid to cities and counties and state governments. That's the American people. We love our free stuff. What did we do with our stimmy checks? Okay, We all sat around watching Netflix and we bought non-fungible tokens and bought cryptocurrency you know how many people blew these last two years uh when they had an opportunity to change their lives and they just you know learned how to join the welfare state as if we didn't have enough people on welfare so at the end of the day i, I couldn't care less about what the washington post thinks about the health of our democracy i couldn't care less what maggie toulouse oliver says about the health of our democracy i couldn't care less frankly what george will says about the health of our democracy i want people who understand the original founding principles of the country hard work property rights, capitalism, leaving other people the hell alone and keeping government in its proper place. We gave up on all those ideas a long time ago. Most Americans don't don't care about those ideas. So we're not going to fix things. I don't think with the left and all their games about getting more people involved. And I don't think the right, uh, in terms of getting more, you know, restricting politicians from running for office, they'll just find other offices to run for. There's a lot of offices out there. Or they'll go to work for the, go the government as a bureaucrat and bide their time to run for some different office. I'm not a big fan of, of term limits, limits at all. These people are very adaptable when it comes to not working in the dreaded private sector. Uh, I just, when I, when I hear these, these uh, histrionic, you know, Bob Pearls type stuff about democracy and participation and turnout, I couldn't care less. I want people who are committed to the original principles of the country and the sad truth of it as my buddy TFM out there in California says every weekend, it's what do you do when the monarchy is a problem? You overthrow the king. What do you do when the theocracy is a problem? You kill all the clergymen. What do you do when the people are the problem in a democratic government? Okay, that needs decadal generational change. People reclaiming the original intent of the country. Uh, I, people don't like to hear this because they think, oh, if we just win that next big election, we're going to turn things around. Uh, you know, we'll get them next time. It doesn't work that way. Culture, uh, politics, as the great Andrew Breitbart said, is downstream from culture. And we yep. have a fundamentally broken culture. And until we hack, as the great Henry David Thoreau said, the branches and the twigs, it's not going to, it's not going to, you're not going to pull that shrub out of the ground. You got to get to the roots. And I think so many people, whether it's retweeting something or being a political hack, they think, oh, that's how we're going to win this battle. I've been doing this 30 years, ladies and gentlemen. We got to get down to the roots and address yep. the root problems of our country. And until we tear some of those very painful, ugly Band-Aids off and take a real long look at our own self-inflicted wounds, we're not going to see the change we want. Yeah, Dowd, I would say most of your argument is sort of, um away from your last point which is what andrew breitbart is making which is you know politics is downstream from culture you know culture politics politics culture we've talked about that paradigm uh, shift and and the reason why is you have uh, something called or as rush limbaugh referred to it low information low information voters 
people respond to synaptic impulses, uh, various other things. If so-and-so likes it, then I must like it. If so-and-so is for that person, then I'm for that person. And I think that's kind of uh, more or less what you're referring to. We do need to get people more on the, the level of what you're talking about, which is, hey, you're informed, you're responsible, you do what you need to do, you pay attention. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm part of that club, unfortunately. Um, that reality won't exist in a, in, in a country like this country as much as you and I would like for it to. In the Kiva world, it'd be 100%. People would be on board. Yes, I know. I heard that show on this time at this rate, you know, hour two, 33rd minute. uh, He said this and I checked it out and that is right. Like those are well-informed voters. But on the flip side of this, you know, for most of these people, it was like, oh, I hear something and that must be what it is. I think that's one of the reasons why things like let's go Brandon on the right or, you know, on the left, Black Lives Matter has uh, has uh, tended to take off and, and it drives people who actually cerebrally contemplate and think about things, you know, get so maddened by this. And we're like, why are we reacting to these, you know, sort of base level synaptic impulses from other people? And, and I think that's what, what makes us crazy when we know that we could make better choices if we took the time to care enough to make the better choice. But oftentimes we often do not do that. And I think that's, if I could separate the last part of your statement with the, uh, I don't want to say platitude, but, the, uh, the the famous quote that uh, Breitbart said versus the rest of your argument that you were saying there. Yeah, and uh, if you look at the polling data, and, and one of the great mistakes that liberals make and conservatives make is that you, you believe so much in your principles, um, and, and I'm a libertarian, I believe in my principles, but I'm mature enough, having been in this business for 30 years, to know that the libertarian position on pretty much any issue is a, is a 7% voter approval. You know, I mean, it, right. it, it's just it just people don't want to, to, to disassemble government you, education. You call, it, you call it the high road. Yeah? In every <laughs> single way, you got the left and the right battling ideologically. The high road is the guy who comes in uh, uh, unfashionable and outside the box and Hey, oh, by the way, I'm a small L libertarian. It's like, oh, well, he just won the argument by being. <laughs> but, but I would tell you this, folks. Uh, when you, and as someone who looks over a lot of polling data, not because I care about politics, but I just care about where the country's going and what people believe and why we have the messed up uh, economy and why, why we have the mess, messed up sort of socioeconomic world we do in New Mexico. It's just more intense than the, the problems nationally. Um, I'll give you three just examples. If if we had more voter participation, we had sort of a true democracy, more people turning out, more people engaged, more people voting, and politicians representing the view of the majority more, we would have, and you're not going to like to hear this, my conservative friends, and I'm with you on a lot of these issues, but you're not, you're not going to like to hear this. We would have substantially more gun control in this country. The polling is pretty, pretty solid. Uh, you know, the soccer moms, they don't like, you know, they would, we would have the high capacity when is that a gun? magazine oh. bans and the, you know, the, the bad looking assault rifle, the, the, the rifles that look bad, will ban those. We'd have m- more gun control in this country. We'd have more welfare programs. I mean, we would have, uh, you know, programs for that would certainly extend more uh, healthcare programs and, you know, issues for the elderly. And we would have much higher, even though we seem to be going in the opposite direction because of a lot of free market, good activists and elected officials are working on this uh, in terms of eliminating state income taxes and flattening state income taxes, we would have much more graduated, escalated rates for the rich. Uh, One of the most consistently uh, significant majority polling questions is, should rich people pay more in taxes? There's this insane idea that somehow they don't pay enough when when the data indicate otherwise. Uh, And I'll throw in just here at the end, 
Number four, there's probably no issue that polls better than the minimum wage. The average American loves the idea of the minimum wage. They support right. increases in the minimum yep, wage. Okay. So they don't think I, about it. I, 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 exactly. They don't know anything about it. So I'm just saying, be careful what you wish for more, more participation, more turnout, not necessarily a good thing. Take it from a man who who's looked at these things for a while. I do like more participation. So there's doubt. And I are obviously very different on this uh, particular answer, uh, but for different reasons. And uh, I think I just need to look at it from the, I don't care about saving our democracy or I think our democracies and I just like more, I just like, you know, one man, one vote. I just kind of come from that background. I want people to voice their opinions, but we, one of the reasons why we do the talk radio the way that we do is we want to give people enough information so they can come up with an educated opinion about things. I'm an equal opportunity offender. I'm an equal opportunity educator. I'm an equal opportunity, everything. So why not get the information to come up with an informed opinion, learn something more about how things are impacting your life. If you don't think politics matters, Look at your economy. Look at your culture. Look at all of your policies that are coming out. Politics matter in every single part of your life. Look at the last presidential election. How different would our country be if Joe Biden were not? Final point, Eddie. I I agree in in principle with one man, one vote. We we built the country. Gradually, the franchise has been expanded. It was pretty tight back in the old days. You had to be a white male property owner. uh, But obviously, that was broadened. Uh, I've become convinced more and more uh, because I am not a large D Democrat and neither am I a small D Democrat. I'm not a fan of the Democratic Party nor democracy in general. what happens is a democracy just consumes itself because people figure out that they can vote themselves other people's wealth. I have come around, it's taken me months, if not years, to the idea of the net taxpayer voter system. If you are taking more out of the system than you're putting in, you yep. have surrendered your right to, to play a role in determining government. And and I, I and listen, I don't care. You, you can call me I a monarchist and a, and no, a communist. You know, I've been called everything in the world. But we, na- we, we now know that when democracy extends to everyone, a 50% plus one decide to just vote themselves other people's money. It's contrary to the idea of the sovereign individual that libertarians believe in. I believe in a net taxpayer voting system. All right. Let's see. We got uh, something here from uh, Rush Limbaugh. Let's hear. Primary should not be government regulated it is a private political party let the party rule itself okay i think as someone for closed primaries there's one of your closed republican or closed democrat guys that are kind of man's like oh we should only let republicans be Republican. moral purity well you're all voting on the same day so who actually you know honestly who cares that's from dave 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 and he went in dc tuned into wamal i know they put KKOB to shame. Why is KKOB like the, the treadmill on politics? Like we've done two hours of talk radio. That's 10 times better than anything KKOB, KKOB will ever do. Bob Clark could learn a lot from Larry O'Connor's morning show. Plus Chris Plant has the best nationally syndicated radio show in the country. Chris, Chris Plant is on Cumulus Radio. I mean, show so much some of these guys. I, I love insulting like people who text in. <laughs> Classic rock of talk. Where's uh, where the real news is? Thanks. That's what it should be. Faith, hope, and charity. God is our guide. Somebody's sending uh, Masonic uh, symbols. Elon Musk wants to implant chimps in people's brains and have a worldwide satellite internet. Could he be controlled opposition? Is that too paranoid? Uh, There's a whole history of Elon Musk. I'll get into that later. Oh, wow. Wow. State Ethics Commission petition for subpoena uh, against Rebecca Dow. I've got all the uh, evidence uh, circulating through here. Truth S, not on Android yet. Oh, 
Uh, the the Truth Network uh, from Donald Trump, not on Android. We our stuff's on Android, but apparently his is. We should never forget about baby Brianna, 2002 Las Cruces horrific death. She was only five. Her own family sexually abused and killed her. Five months old, they should have received the death penalty as well. Everyone that be with Victoria. Uh, I can't read Facebook because I'll never be on it again. Yesterday, I would have given her the death penalty also. This is better than the one would have expected from these liberal judges. I really wish you would do the full show in your local voice. It's hilarious. Oh, he wants me to do like from northern New Mexico. Here I am. Hilarious. No. <laughs> the local I'm making voice. I'm like <laughs> in this year's politics in New Mexico. will not vote for any candidate with a Michelle in their first name and a hyphenated last name. No. There we go. Thanks, everybody, for tuning voice. in. <laughs> right here in the Kiva. AM 600 KIVA. ABQ.FM. Rock of, rock of talk.com. No. Hey. Yeah. Groovy. Movie. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in here on this beautiful Thursday afternoon.
with more 411 here for your third hour. I am at Eric on the Rock of Talk, AM 600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Third hour coming at you from the ABQ with the Dow 3000 and I on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. Don't forget, you can catch us, of course, on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And uh, why not download our app directly at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Uh, good place to go is uh, rockoftalk.chat where you get one email with everything I just told you so you don't have to write it all down. How about that? That's a good way to go. Uh, Sting back in this day. Happy birthday to iTunes. Yes, uh, back on this day. And uh, what was it? Uh, 2003, Apple launched the iTunes store. Happy 19th birthday. COVID-19. No, just happy 19th birthday. It's the first widely successful legal music download app. You guys might remember Napster or oh, yes. uh, or I don't even remember <laughs> what you guys were probably the evil ones. <laughs> the legal music's on, but I know that you were doing them somewhere. And uh, iTunes was the first place that you actually go where you actually had to buy it. I've had a subscription since I believe 2013. Get on the family plan. You can get the one Apple plan where you get absolutely everything and movies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, plus all the free streaming. Uh, as well. I was out on my, uh, yes, my scooter. Yes, I know. Conservative talk show host who rides a scooter. Scooter. How about calling me Scooter Libby? Does that help? Does that, does that help? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, that's, oh, no. Yeah, you can. <laughs> the three letters coming after me. I was uh, cruising by D. Dowd Musk. Uh, um, I just love Sting. I, I, I don't know. It's, the guy's amazing, right? And did you happen to find out if, uh, what's his name, uh, Alan Posner's project was here a couple weeks ago? Did you happen to look that oh, up? Oh, I, I didn't go looking because you said Eric Eric was, Eric was confirmed it. Well, I wanted to test Eric. Uh, Eric, ah. about, he's not in tomorrow. I'll be out in Washington, D.C. Saturday through Tuesday. Coming back in early Tuesday, I'll be here for the broadcast. Just doing the Monday broadcast uh, right in front, doing a little test run. Haven't been to D.C. since uh, 17 years. 17, summer of... In the summer of 69, no, the summer of 2005 was the last time that uh, I was in D.C. It was hot, damn hot, real hot. Uh, let's see. Um, I was April past- 17th, he was at the uh, was at the Kiva Auditorium. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
I am the eye in the sky looking at you. I just like, did I tell you I got Turkish lamps for my bedroom? My uh, my new Sounds costume. Intriguing. Yo, whoa, whoa, down. No, you are not. You are not welcome in the. Uh, I got Turkish Islamic lamps in the. Uh, yeah, and I got a, uh, a sultan bed with Turkish lamps. What do you think about that? What do you think? That's pretty interesting. My sister brought, um, my sister was in Istanbul a few years ago, and she brought back this beautiful uh, sort of uh, bowl for my mother. And it was funny because my mother was so terrified, like yeah. a lot of devout American Christians. They think mm-hmm. that Islam, they're all crazy people blowing themselves up. You know, yeah. there's, there's, what, what's that old line from Eric Idle? Uh, there's a billion of them in the world today. We better learn to like them. That's what I say. Uh, it, and I was trying to explain to my mother, they literally, Eddie, a couple of years ago, yeah. before, before Sports Illustrated started having dudes and fat chicks in, in, in their swimsuit issue, they literally shot, uh, p- p- f- took photographs in Istanbul, the country of Turkey, allowed Sports Illustrated to come in and take shots for the swimsuit issue in Istanbul. Okay, so really? every Islamic country exhibits the same kind of Saudi Arabian nutcase stuff. Okay, there, there's yeah. differences. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Istanbul, not Constantinople. That great, there might be giant song. You might remember that. Uh, yeah, I figure I'd uh, Karma Sutra it up a little bit, you know. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's Hindu. <laughs> well, whatever, you know. I'm Hindu, Hindu, <laughs> tomato, tomato, Hindu, Islamic. <laughs> Hindu, Muslim. Whatever, you know. Yeah, it's all the same. Anyway, we are in uh, what Eid al Fatir is. Uh, uh, so I couldn't figure out, like, why are all that, you know, in addition to the full court basketball over behind the old Taco Bell next to the 7-Eleven, I'm not, this isn't stereotype, folks. You can see at the Islamic Center. I've talked to the imam. He moved to Denver. You know, I have him on uh, several times. But there was a line out the door last night at 9.30 p.m. at the Islamic Center. I was like, what the hell's going on? Am I missing out on something? Something big going about to go down? So there was that. And then uh, this morning, I was cruising around the... Uh, the isotopes park, you know, and I'm cruising. I'm looking for the ultra wide Verizon zones and checking it all out. I'm like, whoa, why are there so many cars? Apparently, oh, is that a dog barking behind you? Yeah, it's it's getting to be a real problem. <laughs> really? Yeah. Left that dog. I'll, I'll be talking to management very soon because I'm getting real tired of this one. How do I write women so well? <laughs> <laughs> is that Jack Nicholson down this down the down the hallway? You know, I had a, a, one of my uh, uh, guys, what's the guy that played his uh, gay neighbor across the hall? My, the guy Greg that Kinnear. worked, what's his name? Greg, Greg Kinnear. Kinnear. Yeah, he, he lived, check this out. I've never actually checked this out. Maybe he's BSing me. Did Greg Kinnear go to the University of Arizona and he roomed with a uh, commercial real estate broker here in, in town? He said he roomed with him at the University of Arizona for the Wildcats. I've never... Didn't check that out ever. Uh, did he go to U of A, Crenier? His yeah. alma mater is the University of Arizona. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess he went to school with my old boss, but apparently, um, I guess Greg was... 1985, uh, degree in broadcast journalism. Ah, there he is. Yeah, there he was. He was uh, plays a great gay guy. <laughs> hey, you do gay well. Greg, you do... You do you're, you do gay so well. I've uh, been married to the same woman since 1999 with Thank three God. children. Really? Yeah? What do you pop out? Boys, girls... It doesn't say <laughs> trans, you know, these days, you know, you gotta, you gotta double check under the, uh, under the hood or up top, down below Ooh, retired like, British glamor model. He did pretty really? well for himself. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, boy. The, 
don't let that man go anyway so i'm like passing through i go to the islamic center very busy last night then i go and i ghetto smiths is no longer ghetto smiths out no it's not this is big news in eddie aragon world this is an upscale grocery neighborhood i mean uh name an upset what uh what, what is the name of that uh very famous um it's better than than whole foods it's on the tip of my tongue in my head the something it's a very famous delucas deluca oh dean and deluca you gotta go dean and deluca over in georgetown on 37 pictures some real expensive prosciutto get some real expensive hams over there they don't talk like that by the way but uh, Georgetown's gone downhill. Apparently, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out this weekend. You know, 37th and O apparently is uh, the whole entire neighborhood is just like South Beach, Miami, front side next to Versace neighborhood. Oh. It smells like pot and uh, sounds like uh, Travis Scott. You know, <laughs> I think that's the, the new thing. I think the same motif in Georgetown. Plus Georgetown, uh, uh, Patrick Ewing, Ewing as their coach, literally the worst coach in the entire country. Oh, really? Yeah, John Thompson and his son. You know, used to be great coaches over there. Yeah, the, the towel, the towel on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. That that does that's not a good look. I, that never took off in the fashion world. I thought it was <laughs> the ascot did the brooch, brooch. You know, the tie, the tie, the Windsor bracelets are very big. Bra bracelets oh, are bracelets! Got scarves. Oh, the scarf. Oh, how about the t the the tie chain? Have you noticed? You know, what's really taking off are those uh, sort of Grammy award winning. You know. Buy three suits for four or four ninety nine. I'm like, how the hell does anyone buy one suit for four ninety nine? Just four suits or three suits or whatever it happens to be. That's taking off. But yeah, Patrick Ewing like ran Georgetown University, the Hoyas. I don't know what a Hoya is, but apparently it must be a bulldog because or something that looks like a bulldog. Um, that is in there. The Hoyas went like one in over the season. Oh wow! Like yeah, they're they're terrible, terrible, it's unacceptable like, in Georgetown. Wow. Well, yeah, only team worse than the University of New Mexico Lobos was apparently the, the Hoyas, uh, the uh, Georgetown University. So I cruise on down this morning. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? What's happening over here? Why are there so many people? Why is it? It's like 1030 in the morning. You know, I had one dot on my out of the five dots out of my uh, kick scooter, my BS kick scooter. So so much BS. I'm like, I'm like walking BS. Like, I think the the officers for their, like, they have no idea of a concealed carry in my back and like. Hey, later on, guys. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Hey, way, way to go. It's keeping us safe. Thanks for directing traffic. You know, love APD. Right? But they're there getting the easy cheese on all that. So the easy cheesy over at Isotopes. Because apparently the Isotopes had a game at 11 a.m. this morning. Odd time. Yeah. Not only odd time, immediately, I'm telling you, the safe Ferris. I'm going to get my old... Uh, my Save Ferris t-shirt out, you know, Save Ferris, Save Ferris. Hey, bada, 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 swing, bada. I, they had Save Ferris this morning. I don't know if they went a double heady over at, wow. uh, at, uh, at, uh, Topes uh, Park, but they, I believe if I'm not mistaken, D-Dad Muska, they went off at 11 o'clock and they may have had a double heady over at, uh, Topes Park. It was a big day for baseball over at, uh, Topes Park. So there you go. <sighs> Uh, not, I guess not, Eddie. Just eleven oh five Thursday, April twenty eighth against just, uh, just the, the Sacramento River Cats. So River, I don't even know what a river cat is. Is that a mountain lion that's gone, gone wandering? 
I love the Topes, but you still cannot beat the Lansing Lugnuts. That that's my favorite time, favorite name of in all of minor league baseball. Just the best. You know what? The the great minor league uh, caps that are out there. You know, they're just the, the the best. You know, the the what is it again? What's that one? Uh, Lansing, L- Lansing Lansing Lugnuts. Lansing, Michigan. <laughs> yes, yes. There it is. All right. So all the news that fits to print. That is fit to print. Excuse me. Directly at rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Let's uh, race through it. By the way, we've already stated happy birthday to Anne Margaret, but not to be left out. Jade Leno, da, 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 da. seventy-two years hey, young. Yeah, Jay Leno. Oh, yeah, the funny thing about Jay Leno is, you know, the voice is up here a lot, and sometimes it goes down real low like this. <laughs> That's the only voice you've ever missed in your entire life on the show. Yeah, there's a lot of range in the Jay Leno. Is, is it too much range. range, or maybe yeah. he's too much every man? Don't ever do that impersonation again. You get every one right, and Jay Leno is not what you do. Well, no, okay. We're going to go back to the drawing board. Alina Kagan or Elena Kagan? Uh, I don't know. However you say it. Far left activist and associate justice of the Supreme Court. 62 years young and hot Jessica Alba. Serve her up on a uh, little. Oh, amazing. 41. She is really great looking. I, uh, I will say this about Elena Kagan. As awful a human being as she is. We can hate our enemies, but every so often you got to give them their due. During her confirmation hearing, <laughs> uh, I believe uh, some southern southern reb senator was asking her about, well, you know, uh, uh, Judge Kagan, you were, uh, you know, so when you were sitting around with, you know, on, on Christmas Day, you know, with your family, uh, spinning out some kind of scenario, and she said, uh, uh, Senator, I think uh, if it was Christmas Day, like a lot of my people, I was at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> so I will, I will give her that. I will give her uh, that. By the way, everybody should know she's not gay. She's not a lesbian. Uh, oh. just, you know, yeah, I mean, you, you, you immediately assume that, right? Yeah, kind of. What do you mean, kind of? I mean, you would think that she's the poster child. She, she's going to be on the court. If she's not married, you know, women who don't marry live forever so uh at 62 we're looking at at least another 40 years of elena kagan basically the way the system works is if you just look at the demographics you know i look at these numbers the male sucks the life out of the female so the, the male who who doesn't get married you know we all die at 47 I'm, it's yeah, a miracle yeah. i'm 49 okay and the women if you look at the suffragettes who didn't get married you look at the nuns who don't get married they live to be 103 so basically, if you're a woman, your oh. goal should be stay as far away from men as possible. If you're a man, you got to get married. The earlier, the better. <laughs> uh, uh, Janet Napolitano, gay or not gay? We should do this. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, Sandy, a high graduate, former governor of the state of Arizona and Homeland Security leader. Uh, gay or not like gay? What do you think? Mm. Keeps it personal. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps it tight. Doesn't 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 reveal. Okay. All right. well, Janet Reno. Let's, how about the ultimate Janet Reno? I mean, Janet know. Reno. Janet. Janet. Are Janets in general more lesbian than not lesbian? You know, that's a come on, knock on our door. Was she lesbian? I don't think she was. A, was it? Uh, was it uh, Jack Tripper? Then you had Chrissy? Janet. What's her name? Yeah, Chris. No, Chrissy was the blonde. Yeah, definitely not gay. Yes. Yeah, but uh, definitely girls not. like that are born with boyfriends, as the saying goes. <laughs> you enter the world and you're assigned your boyfriend at birth. Yeah. Oh wow! I, I'm sorry, I did a, a search for the wrong thing. So Ida Faltier, uh Tuesday of uh, next week, if I'm not mistaken, and then you have and down the stretch they come. Yep, you got the uh, run. You'll be excited post. about that. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a big guy. By the way, this is the 
Islamic New Year. Uh, this is year 1443. Next year, 1444, celebrating uh-huh. July the 30th. So there you go. All the news at rockoftalk.chat. Uh, Didad Muska, we've already covered the homicide suspect. Well, let's go to this uh, Chihuahua in Ciudad Juarez, sufficient uh, to go ahead and uh, visit Las Cruces and the Spaceport America. Will they make it profitable after all? What'd you learn? I, I can't believe that the, the economic development. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm trying to articulate a, a coherent thought, ladies and gentlemen. Please apo- uh, accept my apologies. The uh, economic development officials from the Mexican state of Chihuahua. Don't forget that Mexico has states too, uh, just to the south of, of uh, our beloved uh, land of enchantment. They came up to Las Cruces for Economic Development Week. Now, why you would have an Economic Development Week in any part of New Mexico is beyond me, because I would think we would have anti-economic development weeks but apparently the officials came up uh wanting a better you know better economy and more prosperity for their their state and one of the places they by the stopped... way wearing wearing masks ladies oh, and gentlemen. Yeah, oh yeah. yes i saw that in the picture Every yes, yeah. one of these guys was masked. <laughs> uh and one of the places they stopped of course was spaceport uh, america why you would stop in spaceport america to study economic development Ah, that, as I say, passeth all understanding, that wonderful phrase from the good book. Uh, sometimes you just have to leave it as it is, Eddie, and just uh, move on to the next story. <laughs> it is what it is. I guess we'll leave it there. Wow, that yeah. was uh, uh, <laughs> out there for uh, D-Dowd Musk. Uh, let's uh, move on to Numero Dos. Hobbs Park getting facelifts. Uh, I thought, there's, so there's two counties in the entire state of New Mexico that are losing population. What are they? Eddie and Lee counties. People are leaving in droves. I think they had a population loss of like uh, uh, 1.5%, another one 2%. Not looking good. How are these uh, parks getting any sort of facelifts? I love that you track the local stuff. We need some facelifts here locally with some of our parks, D-Dad Musker. Yeah, I mean, you know, some good news if you live down in that area. I think with the oil and gas investment, you can't just turn that thing on a dime. So I think in the months to come, given the price of oil where it is, we're going to see uh, greater Carlsbad, greater Jal, you know, greater Hobbs uh, coming back. So uh, they're they're going to be spending some millions of dollars, probably some of that money left over from when the times were good, uh, including a dock, which is uh, kind of fascinating. I, I didn't know that they had a lake. You think uh, that's kind of like the surface of the moon down there in Hobbs where they filmed no country for old men. They're building a new dock for Green yeah. Meadow Lake, uh, and it's good to see uh, Eddie. You know, it, it it if you look at the economic fortunes of Lee and Eddie counties, it just goes up and down with with the price and the production of oil. So I think we're going to see uh, the the economic da- data usually lag, but we're going to see places like Hobbs coming back as long as those prices stay high. It's kind of the, the curse and the blessing of being resource rich. When commodity prices are high, these communities do do very well. And then sometimes they crash. There was a, I don't know if it was in Wyoming or some other state back in the 80s. Of course, we had that huge, well, it was a contrived energy crisis. Don't get me started on all that. But uh, Jimmy Carter was to blame for a lot of that. It wasn't nearly as bad as, as we've been led to believe. But we had that immense cratering in the 80s when the bottom fell out of the oil market. And I, th- I forget which Western state had a bumper sticker saying, dear Lord, just please give me one more boom and I won't screw it up this time. Um, it's, it's again, it, it's it's the good and the bad. Uh, I would say, Eddie, you know, just to, to their credit, one of the few good things that the New Mexico legislature has done in the last few years is divert some of that super, super excess money that comes in from the severance tax, uh, various taxes, it's multiple severance taxes, and it's all convoluted and crazy, but into our budget reserve. So we, we kind of segregate, separate that that 
pot of money to a certain extent to plan for the bad times when oil and gas plunges downward. So uh, I've never lived in one of these boom and bust communities. It must be it must be something of a roller coaster, Eddie. But these are tough Americans, and uh, as I say, my the, the Musca theorem of New Mexico public policy: the closer you get to Texas, uh, the, the better things get. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. I got some sad news here. I'm going to pass it along. Uh, a guy by the name of Mark Hammond died. I think I met him, um, and uh, he died. He was a commercial real estate broker, as you guys know, that I'm pretty close to getting back into into the game. He, uh, he was born April 2nd, 74, and uh, he died peacefully April 23rd, surrounded by his immediate family. And I just want to kind of give my... Uh, condolences uh, to his family and just reading about these things. I thought I recognized his name, but good looking guy, 1992 graduate of La Cueva high school. And uh, I'm sure I've had more than I've been to so many parties, done so many things, met so many people. He's definitely somebody I've definitely encountered at some point. So sad to see uh, that come in. Too, I've been, too young, Eddie, very too young. If you graduated very young, in 92. Uncle, great looking guy. My gosh, the guy is just, and a great, great job on the family. You know, these obituaries are super important, folks. The only thing that keeps uh, the Albuquerque Journal alive. And I just want to say, you know, I think uh, my, if I'm not mistaken, one of my other friends is, uh, he's also a Mark uh, over at uh, Mark Friedman. Great guy. He's one of the best. He's one of my favorite people. I haven't talked to him in, I don't know, 10, 15 years. But uh, Mark Friedman, I really, oh, but wait, incidentally, the NFL drafts on tonight, right? Is in Vegas? Oh, is it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, apparently it's racist. I don't. Did you know that? Uh, I think Mr. Kaepernick told us that it's racist, right? <laughs> uh, somebody did. Someone like a slave uh, auction. I yeah, think. I think it, I think they're auctioning off black people for the uh, NFL draft tonight. That's, that's how it works. You know? Yep, yep. The highest bidder. There it is. It's just so. a fact. I mean, I don't... yeah. But back to uh, Mark Hammond here. Yeah, uh, sad thing. He began his commercial real estate career. Was mentored by Roger Cox, the late, great Roger Cox. You might remember him, Paco, great golf course, ladies and gentlemen. Got to go out and play. I'm going to go play Paco. You and Dowd, you and I, I'm going to take you golfing. Have you been golfing? <laughs> what? Uh, you're uh, Scottish. Uh, your family's in Scotland. I'm going to play with your family. And when they come my, in, my mother's side Paco. of the family, uh, my, my, my grandmother, Jean, and, and yeah. grandfather, Warren, and Jean. Were, were big golfers. And I hit a couple of couple of drives when i was young with their equipment and grandma jean said i had a little i had a little uh, little little inclination toward that maybe i knew wow, a little doing. a little a little crook in your giddy up Whoa. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, what is it keep head straight uh uh what is it a uh, feet feet apart uh Slow. head straight yeah it's one it's one motion and it's a matter of you getting in the way of that motion Frick. your body you, that perfect sound. you, you were you were literally born the swing, a perfect swing, and everything that you've done since the day you're born gets in the way of that swing. Yeah, look Self-confidence helps. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You got to take the old – if you want to be a duffer, you can be a duffer, or you can just let the flow kind of go through you. You know, I haven't swung a golf club literally since I've lost uh, 70 pounds, now 63 pounds. Gained a little back there. Um, you know, not exactly working out, but I'm going to get uh, I saw to the it. young Aragon boys driving some balls in, in, in Angel Fire uh, yes, a couple sir, of summers did. ago. And yes, those, sir, those you young men know exactly yes, what they're sir, doing. you did. I did. <laughs> and everything you need to learn from a man, you can uh, watch him playing around the golf. <laughs> if he's like breaking stuff over his leg and yelling, and he can't, or like, hey, I'll get it you over. I'll take another breakfast ball. Like, uh, no, don't do business with the guy. Walk away. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, wow, I hit it 12 yards. Perfect. That's exactly where I was hitting. <laughs> I used to do golf for a living, essentially, you know, and I'd watch people play golf. Not that I was any good, but 
I was decent. Uh, I've never broke 80. My lowest last, my lowest score was an 80, and it's the last round that I've ever played. So, you know, now that I'm too fitty and uh, less, I'm going to have to get back out there onto the uh, golf course. And oh, really? play, you know, I went out there with Chris Ramirez. He watched all of two holes with me. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, right. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, let's, let's get a shot here. Let's get a shot here. Uh, final thing, a great show. Hey, Dow, this is the story of the day. Okay. Florida sheriff doubles down, says if homeowners fatally shoot intruders, it's <laughs> the greatest story. The chances of them reoffending are zero, and we like those odds. Is everything just better in Florida? Boy, I miss my Florida. Oh, it's just so wonderful. I actually, when the, when the initial quote came out a couple of days ago, I sent this back east to uh, New England and Scotland, and I said, uh, "You don't have law enforcement guys like this in New England and Scotland, do you?" Uh, he, I guess, a couple of days ago, he he made a comment about we like to have people uh, shooting shooting and people break in. You're welcome. To shoot. Oh, it's if somebody's breaking <laughs> into your house, say we like for people to shoot intruders when they go uh, in. There. If somebody's breaking into your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do, actually. Uh, now, of course, that comment immediately uh, goes goes viral. Uh, they asked him, to, I guess they asked him to follow up on the comment, of course, because in America, if you say anything that offends anyone, oh, yeah. you're immediately expected to yes, walk sir. back. I, I, and uh, the good <laughs> I guess he said, oh, and of course, now my, now my computer goes out on me. But uh, he, he did not apologize, Eddie. He, he did not apologize yeah, at all. Him. And <laughs> he actually said, um, what was it? Oh, doubles down. Uh, the chances of them reoffending are zero. And we like those odds if you shoot them. So, <laughs> well, so they are. They, uh, let's 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 not disagree with the math. That would be illogical. Uh, no. The no, odds no. are certainly better. Not, and it, I looked up at it. whatsoever in your favor. I, I wanted to know where this is because I didn't know where Santa Rosa County was. It's in the panhandle right near Pensacola. So that Ooh, is like a big hot, military. Hot women, hot redneck women in the panhandle. Yes, indeed. The Florabama contest. Have you, they have have you ever seen the women that come from the Florida panhandle? Yes, they, they are. My they, they, gosh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If panhandle, you, you Alabama. To, yep, you need yep. to replenish the earth. Yes. I would I would keep the women in the floor plant panhandle and I would force those women to breed. You know? I, I used to read the Mobile more, Alabama the most thing I've ever said. Uh, the, I used to read the Mobile Alabama website every every other day because so much of the aerospace stuff was was moving from Connecticut down into Alabama, and uh, they would always have the Miss Florabama contest, and it would be uh, the biggest event of the season there. Oh my and God. Uh, the women were, um, yeah, they were not not shy about showing their. Uh, gifts <laughs> no they they're they're well-rounded individuals i gotta tell you they're just uh rednecky as all get out i gotta tell you it's, no uh, reason to apologize for that no no certainly not vive la yeah. difference yeah there we go 550 5500 i guess i should finally read the text and then we'll finish off and round it out with our top five let's see uh, paco is 300 dollars around what I, i'll still take you there doubt i'm not gonna okay. go cheap on you I know you don't drink, so I don't have to worry about you teetotaling or your uh, your teetotaling ways impacting my bottom line. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I actually enjoyed. I think that the the length, the length of Paco, is like uh, seventy seven hundred yards. The slope is, I think, it's a one forty plus. It's serious. Yeah, the Scottish would 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 have a field day. No, you know, I think the highest slope course in the entire state of New Mexico, if I'm not mistaken, because of the you know, quirky little uh, undulations between elevations of uh, hole to hole is in Angel Fire, New Mexico. Oh. You've been there with me, right? Uh, we you know, I, pl I played around with Paul Guessing. You know, <laughs> uh, he, 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 uh, he, you didn't die of boredom? He uh, shit. No, I, I did. 
No, he, I literally <laughs> died and I came back to life. I resurrected on Easter. Uh, no, uh, he actually is pretty good. Do you know he served as a key back in uh, Ohio? All places, but oh, uh, as, as a think tank president, he makes for a good caddy. <laughs> I think you should go back to doing that. Carry my clubs, Paul. Guessing, please. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the next one. Eddie, your political incorrectness is a refreshing tonic for my funny bone. <laughs> <laughs> what political incorrectness? Uh, Truth telling? I don't know. It. Elon Musk wants to implant chimps. My boss got miffed when I told him his AARP is totally leftist. Oh wow, I bet. Let's see. Secondvote.com. Heard you talking about companies like Black Rifle Company. Sorry, Patriot Mobile, Truth Social, and questioning the rationale behind starting these companies given their. Oh, here, Judy. Judy's back. Oh, Judy. Judy must have like 12 flags in front of her, her place. She's always giving me like the Sunday sermon, a bunch of other things. I heard the creator of Coing, alternative spelling for coin, on Beck's program promoting his new credit card for conservatives. I applaud any non-left, anti-globalist, conservative, anti <laughs> You know how the world's going to come together? Let's create more left and right companies. You know, Let's make Coke go further to the left, and uh, let's create other alternative right companies to make that work. That's it. You know, Dowd, I don't know what kind of world you want to work. When I spend my money, I want my red, I want my green back to be red or blue. You know, this is stupid. Do I want to read the rest of this crap? I guess. <clears throat> I applaud any non-left, anti-globalist, conservative, America-loving, God-fearing, God-loving individual who is willing to spend their time, their efforts, and their money in alternative companies that will give any amount of competition to these crazy left-wing, anti-American... Have we done enough labels yet? How many labels was that? Radicals that have taken over just about every aspect of our society. I'm grateful to these people that they're trying to provide their companies that is an alternative place to shop and buy and be to President Trump and his new social media platform. I wish him the best in his new business in Denver. I applaud his willingness to take on the people that even now are still trying to silence him. As for Elon Musk, this is a man who is also working towards transhumanism, which is absolutely anti-God, not someone I can endorse for Tim. My gosh. Wow. I guess apparently... This woman who's listening to my station absolutely hates everything that I stand for. Because I must, if I don't stand for the other companies, I must stand. You know what we need is we need more polarity. People based upon their conspicuous consumption who can be identified. What do you mean you drive a Prius? What do you mean you drive a Ford? What do you mean you, you, what do you mean you wear uh, hooey hats? What do you mean you wear, uh, you know? I don't know. My gosh. Secondvote.org, companies you, su- you should support. <sighs> Laguna Department of Education. Oh, Dowd, you're going to love this. Okay. We can officially announce our plans for the 2021-2022 eighth grade completion on May the 11th at 5.30 p.m. in the LMS gym. <laughs> Which will be following COVID safe practices. Oh, this will be good. <laughs> This 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 uh, place for having the oldest civilization in the country has not evolved much in the last thousand years. No, Here we are, no. or thousand days for that matter. Eighth grade students will receive four numbered tickets for family. <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> Proof of full vaccination status will have to be shown at the door. <laughs> of course, of course. Should we go crash that party? <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> 
They already banned us from the spaceport. <laughs> temperature and system ch- symptom check at the door. Oh. Mask must be worn. Hand sanitizer stations everywhere. Air purifiers will be on. Designated entrance and exit. Exterior doors will be open at an invented. What's wrong with those crazy Indians? Is that the most racist thing I've ever said? Yeah. No, seriously. That is craziness. It's unnecessary. That got sent to me by a Native American, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you. They were waiting for me to say exactly that. <clears throat> Blondie's best lyric ever. Die young, stay pretty. Hmm. That is actually kind of, It's very punk. Oh, very very. Punk. Very yeah. Sid and Nancy. Well, Turkey is famous for national alcoholic beverages. My volume is 10 by 10. Yours is 4 by 4. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm in Hobbs now. The area is booming. Okay. There we go. Good to hear. There we go. All good. All right. Your top five is brought to you from rockoftalk.chat. Been a great Thursday show. I got to say, uh, I'm so excited. I know everybody thinks that I'm walking on sunshine. I truly am. I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. Monday's a big day for Dowd and I. Uh, tomorrow, we have Greg Zanetti, Rebecca Dow. Uh, Jay Block, if you want to jump in, I'll pre-record with you. Get your stuff out there. And then uh, I'll be doing the uh, drill down on that. So I'll... Uh, uh, Jay Block did reach out uh, during the show. He wanted to come in third hour, but uh, he's welcome to come in. So we're going to have three interviews, Dow, Zanetti, and hopefully Block. And if not, if Block doesn't come in, we'll play the drill down. Mark Ronchetti won uh, four and a half to three for Block and two and a half uh, to Greg Zanetti. So to be absolutely fair. And Dowd, uh, you can find all the action on that uh, drill down for the gubernatorial rankings, which I think you gave me... Uh, a couple of attaboys, uh, which I appreciate. Yeah, I think that was uh, pretty good. You can find it directly at uh, rockoftalk.chat, where tomorrow, if you're a subscriber, you can read the answers that we're going to get from the CD1 candidates. I've ah. already gotten them. I'm loading them in the website right now. Eddie and I will be discussing those uh, next week. And uh, Eddie, you're, there's some surprises in those answers. It's it, You and I are yeah. going to have... You and I are going to have an interesting discussion when it comes to those answers. Uh, some surprising, some disappointing, and in, in one case, a little bitchy, frankly. Uh, but I, uh, I, won't, I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't, I won't get into it at this point. What uh, I will tell you is I the most popular bitchies coming from <laughs> the mo- a little uh, testy, let's say. Uh, yeah, I will uh, let everyone know though the uh, top links today. Your picks for what was most interesting in the Daily Blast today. Rock of Talk chat. Rock of Talk chat. Rock of Talk chat. Number one, the sheriff in Florida who says we're actually quite comfortable and we encourage people to shoot people breaking into your house there you so go. Shoot no, no shoot there. Uh, number two Reuters actual journalism from Reuters the measles cases are jumping because the children weren't inoculated because of all the COVID lockdowns it's almost like there were negative consequences of lockdowns or, or, or something uh, number three of course the Department of Homeland Security you, you probably heard about this uh, elsewhere there's a new misinformation and disinformation board with DHS uh, that, that story's not going away ladies and gentlemen that, uh, <laughs> number four Good news in Santa Fe. One of the senior centers actually reopened after two years being locked down. And I know a lot of our seniors like to do stuff at the senior center. They locked you down for two years. And then finally, our governor, $10 million in a grant for food insecurity to deal with that in New Mexico. See you bright and early tomorrow, 4 p.m. Monday, live show. I'll be in D.C. D.O.D. Musco will be here. And then our Saturday lineup, as always. We appreciate everybody tuning in right here in the Kiva. On AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Bill O'Reilly up next right here in the Kiva.